0: Hey baby, wake up from your asleep. We have arrived onto the future and the whole world is become.
1: back. Get fresh, crew, to the hippest, swingin'est tip, the show about DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Warner. And this is episode number 257 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. It is 257,
2: and we don't have a lot of books tonight, Eric, but we got the toods going, right? The attitudes. For what? The, the fun times. I don't know. Here we are. It's episode you got an 257. Problem, Jim. The official, unofficial podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com. You can go over there and read all the reviews. You can also go over to Twitter at WeirdScienceDC, talk Dr. Eric he's not there, but you can talk All to right. me. He'll, he'll pretend just like you really do. You don't like to talk to people. You got a crippling social anxiety. You does. Uh, you can also email us if you want to talk to us and be on the show. No mail tonight, but it is weird science, DC comics at gmail.com. And I know that Eric's like, why is he saying this? This is, this is the best, but we also have a Patreon account where if you go over to patreon.com slash weird science, you can support us for this podcast, the Marvel podcast. If you listen to that as well and get many 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 more shows one of the big ones is the weekly spotlight where the badasses asses of the get fresh coop they pick two books and this past week they picked batman number 84 the penultimate issue of tom king's run and also deathstroke number 50 the finale of priest oh, what a finale! Run. Oh, it was And you'll see by the end It'll be mentioned again later by one Eric Shea Possibly at the end of the podcast Possibly Good. in his book of the week There's a spoiler all for right. you But is it a spoiler? Because if they're not on the page They wouldn't know anyway So, there you go But we talk about the Patreon And that always leads us to a group of people That you all know and we love And they are the badasses of the Get Fresh crew And the Patreon deal And there. Here we go, Eric. You ready? Oh, I you ready? ready. I, I have a lot of practice with this. I'm ready. we got T-Funk, Niels T-Wart, our man Rob Lewis, Bertil Akachuk, Dalton Edom, Christian Falls, Ken Halleck, Lady Abby, John Jack, Nick Adams, Mark Jager, Josh Remilian, Aldrin Stoja, Batman Beyond Mark, Eric, that is probably the best that I've ever done that first section, I'm going to stop a little myself. I think you should actually finish myself. off pretty well, because you skip G, people real Fink, quick. Eric man, Manship, Brandi, Murray, Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock, Seth Nine, I love to call Brennan, Ben Townsend, oh, I almost slipped up, Admiral Whiskers, as Forrest as Polly, Tony Walton, Joey Costco, Joseph Watch, the Comic Boom, Rocky, D-Man 3000, All New, Dave, Carlos, Ian, Brian King, my man Pete from NYC, Polly P, Cellar Dweller, Luis, you Lissy's Jones, Akeem Double A, Ron Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, Lone Wolf Marv, and like a boss, Aaron, Ruben. Ruben. There it was. That was the best I've ever done it. I'm actually it so okay. happy with myself that I wish that I would have thought ahead and I would have had the applause to have. Just well, think you didn't of expect all to actually do anything good thing. here. Well, I wouldn't know. Thank you. Thank you. Do I win an Eisner for best badass roll call because i think you can win at least a harvey for that eric but we don't have i said we don't have a lot of books this week again if you want to end up you know getting some more stuff some big books like the death strokes and the batmans you go over to the patreon but we're just going to go off right now to the books with some reviews from me, Jim, and my man, Eric Shea. I'm not Lame James here. Quiet that Lame James. <laughs> no, I beat you to it. I knew you were going to bring it up. So there. I wasn't going Take to. That, I buddy. forgot all about it, personally. Take that, pal. Yeah, you know, I didn't forget about it. I'll never forget about will. it. You're done. Uh, yes, but we're going to be talking a few books tonight. When I say that, I mean a few books, Eric. There, there's not a lot... Coming out i don 't know why <laughs> take these books, please i don 't know why I hit the rim shot right away, but yet I do know why I hit the rim shot. We have a couple of books tonight, not a lot released this week, or at least a lot that Eric Shea is willing to deal with, so so we 'll be talking some, but it 's going to hit us in the in the butt cheeks in a couple of weeks. The next couple of weeks. We're going to be hit hard in them butt cheeks. I mean, really this this episode's like a number one. Later on, we're going to have a couple number twos. If you know what I'm saying, I don't there, know buddy You know what I'm saying, there, pal. You're right. Hey, but if you want to read the reviews, if you're down with some, like if you're a boomer, okay, boomer, read those reviews. Go over to our website, read. Weird Science dccomics.com where you can read a bunch of reviews some things that aren't on this podcast some things that are some things are in between you know they're they're in the in between spaces or maybe uh, on the upside downs i heard that's that's the thing the word around the street but we're gonna get right into this eric none of this nonsense you hire no what is happening tonight. right now no i i don't have any medicine i mentioned on the patreon news show They done messed up my meds. So you're telling me is it's never the medicine's fault. No, it's that's the thing. I've come to realize, no, the medicine comes me down. So the times where I tell you, oh no, I took the medicine late, now it's hit. No, no, that's me before. That's pre-meds, Jim. Just like when you were in pre med in college, Eric, weren't you? Weren't you pre med at one point? I never got you're, full
1: med. I was always just pre med.
2: Doctor Love in town, you know, with your glove there snapping, and I'm ready to do some rectal I exams. Thought one day I heard. would
1: definitely be post med, but I was never post med. That's
2: right. I want to be a doctor like Doctor Dre, and I'm talking the one from Yo MTV. We all that, know that's which one.
1: my favorite
2: doctor. <laughs> Tell right, you're almost there. Ah, uh, yes, I am. I just want to catch up to you there. Buddy boy. Uh, you're gonna listen to the news program I did today. Is that later. later this week? Yeah. A little later this week. All right. Y- you might be mad at me then, right? Yeah, I was throwing some shade at you <sighs> by the end. Why uh, is that? And, but then well, just because I said you're in shape. Round. Uh-huh. That's a shape. Hey! That's I said you always say that to me. I was getting back to you. That you so wouldn't you hear was, it. You steal my jokes. Yeah, that's all I was <laughs> doing. Yeah, I'm the Carlos Mencia of podcasting now. That's what I am. <laughs> you ain't all that right. popular. And never that rim shot there. There, boomer. I just I ended up getting called uh boomer a couple times, and it was it was making me laugh because then Rafe that that's his go to line now. Because you said told it, him, how much you hate it? Yeah. Well, he also said it about a guy who was at the Burger King uh, r- drive through window. Uh, that guy was probably about twenty, and that's so that's where it's going to go down. Oh, yeah. it, it's very hard to you know actually quantify where and when there are boomers so it's just everybody
1: that you don't agree with gets thrown out there. And that's Anybody who got. happens to be a little bit older than you and you don't agree with them, okay, boomer. Exactly.
2: That's what you get, Boomer Esiason. All right, we're going to start with Justice League. Justice League. That's the problem is everybody but you knows who Nobody that is. Nobody knows who that is. Wait Wait till you hear later in this review when I bring up my favorite baseball stances. Uh-huh. That, then you'll Then you'll say... Nobody knows what you're talking about now, and I may agree. (laughs) Justice League number 37, written by Scott Snyder, art by Jorge Jimenez, Alejandro Sanchez, and Tom Napolitano. Justice League are down for the count, but isn't that (sighs) what Scott Snyder always does and when he starts showing glimmers of hope and kumbaya circles? Eric, isn't that the time? No. The answer to that is yes. (sighs) And while some of the particulars about these forces are still Locked away in a little gray area box that I can't figure out how to open. I like seeing the Justice League get a slight win. I love seeing Jaro back to his bed but self, And there are even some cool team-ups to be had. Though I wish they were a little more expanded. I want to avoid the trap of liking a book just because it's not as bad as most of the others I like this book a little because it's not as bad as
1: most to the others. You know, Eric, the thing I'm, is, I'm I having agree a problem with you on that because I was getting a little concerned because the whole idea that we have this whole like you know let's hold hands each other and then like we're going to yeah. try to make a connection with the totalities. Like, if we believe hard enough, kind of like moment that we had. and you're like, Yeah, I don't want any, more. but for where it went though, eventually for all the wraparound. It was the anti Snyder, or actually I'm sorry, we're getting to the conclusion of the Snyder where it's every issue you have with one of these things, you have the Justice League constantly looking like you're gonna win just for the rug to be pulled out underneath them and then the fail totally. Like every time you think there's gonna have a leg up on something. They get knocked down for their, and this happens to Lexus issue, which is kind of satisfying at the end of yeah. the whole thing. But I was like, you're so used to our heroes getting screwed over. When it happens to Lexus, I'm like, all right, I, I kind of like okay. this.
2: Now, again, in my review on the site, I said, I don't necessarily know exactly what happened at the end. I, I don't know that cliffhanger when they come back, you know, I hope that it's explained a little more. I know the whole thing that they joined up the totality yeah. and things like that. But Got Kendra back a cliffhanger doesn't need to be explained in this issue. I hope that next issue, there's a little bit of a, hey, we did this, you connected this, because th- this series and this issue continues to kind of put a highlight on some of the things that we don't understand or never fully explain The forces, Kendra's hey, talking wings. Talking about the
1: idea of the highlight kind of stuff. Even the point where we're talking about, hey, all of us represent some of those forces, but they're like, yeah. you know, the speed force, the emotional oh, special, and so on. I'm and like, so don't on, do that
2: to me. Make- that's th- what they keep doing. And you even had it with Alex doing it when he was explaining the others. Uh, by this point, you know, is it one of these you got to crap and go or get off the pot? I mean, if, if I'm going to keep going with this, I can't keep being held back by this. So I have to look at the end result. And I, and with this, again, we, you know, we bitch and moan about a lot of other books because of this stuff. But by the end, like you said... I like where we get, and we actually have some hope. We have, you know, something that I can grab onto and say our heroes out of all the books in the DCU. And finally, somebody's They're getting winning. a win. It's not even just Scott They're Snyder, it, it's Jim. everyone They're doing it, Ronnie. And so <laughs> while this is going on, uh that's kind of the thing. And I have to remind everybody by the end of this review, when we do have scores, our scores are usually based on a gut feeling. And yes, that's not as technical as say some other. But my people gut's that, full of crap. Oh, and my gut's full of, you know, I don't know, Burger King. And so when you Which you just said crap. Yeah. Uh when you end up Some, some sites have, you know, okay, you have to break it down. The lettering gets two points and you get the inker gets this, the layout gets that, you know, the editor gets that and it, it gets convoluted. You get stuck under that. I actually like to close the issue and I say, Jimmy boy. What did you think Are about that? Are you trying that? to
1: justify yourself already?
2: No, I'm trying to explain to uh, everybody why how we, we do things. That is why sometimes we don't like one issue and we like another, even within a series, even though they'll have the same problems, is what's going on. No, my score, I didn't give it a 10. What do you think I am? Heck, don't answer that, uh, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> I should hit the ding sound for that because I know you do. But we do start – and. You get Jaro back, and Jaro has kind of been a bit of a like, oh, you know, I don't Jaro again, <laughs> you know, like that sort of deal when he sh- pops up. This is the best Jaro we've ever had in my mind because he's so it's (laughs) the Jaro that's so enthusiastic to trash talk. And really, he's so excited because he's right in the seat next to his daddy, Batman, and he wants to just talk trash. And what I like about this, there's just a little teeny bit that I can't say it is a thing. But in my mind, it is where some people I saw got mad when. Batman says, yeah, because what ends up happening is Lex says, oh, God, what are you? You're not smart enough to realize when you, you lost. And Jarl's like, I got news for you. He's nowhere near that smart. In fact, I think we're all about to get real effing stupid in here. Right, Dad? And Batman says, so stupid it hurts, kid. And a lot of people hated that line. And I'm like, no, I it's like it because of it's, lightened, out uh, it's of the lighter that- Batman because of the Robin Don, in my mind. It's the
1: stupidest thing because out of everything that we're dealing with in Justice League, when Scotts. Under- like, like you know, gets off the book or anything like that, and not even just in a Justice book. When like James Robinson takes over Batman or whoever's on after him, even that whole thing. Yeah, I hope that we can continue with a Jarro somewhere, like hanging yeah. out in the Batcave. Yeah, I don't know just, that like, Robert Van Ditty well, is going to do is, Jaro, have, yeah. Like, I don't. I'm not just necessarily saying the Justice. Like, I'm just saying the yeah. Batman lore. Like, we don't have an alpha Something. Bell, so there's a Jaro hanging out talking to Batman That'd about be doing great. stuff. Yeah, and the problem is, the only
2: thing that's bad with this, he should have his Robin outfit on. I love the Robin outfit. And we have a perfect opportunity at one point, even though Damien does a have dream? a line. Yeah, I'm telling you, he should have made it by now. He should have given it to him. And I want to see Damien come walking in and see it. how are they going to do? Yeah, I'm telling you, I want to see Damien react to this because Damien does kind of react the next panel, but it's not. Oh, and Batman with 1 Jaro. Millions
1: are like, I, I have to say, I like that Starfish and Dave's like, don't.
2: Yeah, he's like, don't. And it is Matthew Tyler from the uh, the uh, the what's called Justice Legion, our man, talking to Rex Tyler, the JSA, uh, our man. And this is where I like these team-ups as you go. It gets a little more near the end. Like, when are we ever going to get a team-up of Zatanna and Black Lightning, you know, or a Kamandi and, and a Wildcat or a Catman? You're not going to get that. that. I, I like it because that's where when you want an expanded Justice League, that's what you get. That that's the fun of it. So with these characters, and they're never gonna be together again. So I, like, I kinda
1: like that idea. When the Justice League are going to confront all the Apex Predator army and stuff like that, you have the Hall of Justice spaceship like behind him, you have all the yeah. heroes flying. I'm like, I'm just sitting in my how is our man flying out there? Like, you know, like the whole thing about yeah. how these characters team I'm like, that, that character don't fly, Rex Tyler doesn't fly. He's What's going flying on? There? now He's yeah. there. He's I'm got like, well.
2: It, 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 it Shazam, was weird. Blue
1: Beetle, Supergirl, Hawkman. I'm like, all right, I yeah. guess the infection hasn't happened yet either. Yeah, well, there's a couple things
2: in this that uh has Hulk be before. Even the Beast four Yeah, there, there's a couple things like that, that are in here. Like that got tied up at the end of Titans. Yeah, I just think that maybe he's able to uh, do that himself when he goes to do it. Oh, I, what I don't you know think- but this. That's, that's what I'm going to go with. Right. Plus, this is just the idea that I think that the art kind of goes with what they want to do here and and do all this crazy stuff. But, yeah, if you go and look, there's a lot of crazy characters, Metamorpho, and you, you could sit there. And when you have these books with Swamp this many, thing. then you He's sit there and wonder jail. what's going D, on. Jim. There was something else that I, I ended up thinking in this that seemed a little off because of all that's going on. Uh, but I'll have to see if I remember as we go forward. But you end up, you know, they're going to have a big land battle there. Uh, I'm telling you, Guy Gardner's insane. The, the look that he Just has on his face. The idea that we face. have our
1: heroes and villains pretty much going all braveheart about it. it's crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that, that's what it is. It's braveheart. They're going after each other. Now, I thought that the flying Hall of Justice spaceship that I'd like to call Falcon Breath. I don't, Justice <laughs> one. Justice three. Uh, I thought that it was going to you know it is shooting some miss I don't know, it's shooting some things, but it's not doing much except for we're just going to hover up here so that we can do our thing because you end up having the Kumbaya circle. They've gotten a bunch of the characters, you know, select characters that they claim, have a connection, <laughs> have some of these forces. like you said, they're just kind of thrown the idea, out there. Like I tell
1: me, we, uh, we have the emotional spectrum. Mike, you got Alan Scott there. He, his ring is different than the green Yeah, which card. we already
2: spelled that out doing? before so that doesn't make sense so it does have some problems and they have their piece of totality they want to form it into the justice totality and end up you know breaking down the doom sigil in the sky because that's what's forcing Miss Martian not to be able to contact now, can, the
1: world. If we can get together and we can hold hands around the two pieces of the totality yeah. and try to put them together with Starman, like, you know, from the past and Starman from the future here, while Miss Martian tries to telepathically link with the, everybody in the world. In the world. The thing is, we need to have Kendra to do this, but we don't have Kendra, so we're going to try to do this anyway, and I have no idea because the thing is, it eventually works when we get Kendra who shows up at the yeah, end of the issue, yeah. but at first... It starts to work. You start trying to like yeah, change the idea of doom for in the sigil in the sky to become a justice sigil to give like, you know, we're going to change people's minds, which kind of feels weird because it almost feels like identity crisis. We're going to get in their minds and make them see things differently. It I I'm think like,
2: that it's just one of those where it might be, uh, you know, hey, everybody, we're still around because at one point you even had the idea that people were saying that the Justice League and they said last issue listen, we want it to do this ourselves. That's how we always do it. It's yeah. the wrong way. We say, you know, the people, you stand back there. Don't worry about us. We'll save you. And then they said, you know what? Maybe this is one of those that we have to get them involved. We have to get them. And I think this might be. And I wish that Kendra, you'd saw uh, if you had seen a thought bubble or something, because I think she's just like, hey, everybody, it's, you know, the Justice League. We're still here for you. We're going to help. This isn't the way it should be. And maybe it's the hope of that and the, okay, well, that's cool. I have some, you know, that sounds good. And that's what's swaying it. I'd hate to think it's like, boom in the thing because that's how you ended up having you know the problems with Lex going around and you know mind controlling people and trying to force the issue and making kind of cheating throughout this whole thing anyway but I do hope that it is her just saying hey we're here still we're trying to fight back if you want to be with us you know here we are I'm just Hopefully. saying as soon
1: as Kendra shows up to give the connection with whatever however her wing powers worked with the totality there as soon as she shows up it immediately becomes a justice sigil in the sky I'm like yeah that yeah. was pretty quick you know for what yeah. you watch on to do here to try to convey like you know convince people that the heroes yeah, are but on it, the up, and it, up it's
2: weird too it even is a little quick to even try to you know do the mind swipe i guess yeah. but I, mean, I guess if you're just gonna mind swipe but everybody even and thing, change when they initially them,
1: but- go to go do this and it doesn't work for some reason there's this progression here i cannot follow you see people just going around looking up at this they just going about their everyday lives but all of a sudden there's an explosion they get shooken up for, like for breaking their concentration or whatever and i'm like I don't know what happened right yeah, there. Yeah, I think they just
2: Lex shot them. Okay, he because even all said we that have is a gigantic
1: to. explosion, but you don't yeah. see what it's hitting. You just see a boom. I'm like, yeah, I thought
2: that, uh, you know, he was – uh, Did you not hold shooting. hands hard enough? No, they didn't. Uh, the thing that I thought didn't play out well, actually, uh, is the art here where I wish that you got a little more of a transparent – uh, doom sigil it, it only looks like it might be fall I, It doesn't even look like it's fading That much and they're like we're we're starting to Win it's fading I'm like it doesn't look like It's fading everybody's looking up in the sky And uh, you know they're watching on TV I can, I can feel a way through The and they're getting a hold of people and then I think that he ends up shooting them They get hit and then the Disco ball comes apart when the disco Ball comes apart the party's over at The studio 54 Eric and that's What happens they end up like oh no what happened? We were so close. They don't even say like, "Let's try again." It's like, yeah, we need, yeah. we need Kendra and Shane.
1: It ain't working well, that's the without them. Because of that whole idea, they were doing it, but now that yeah. we have stopped this whole thing, for some reason, they are cut off now. Like Miss Moshie Mar- no. Mar- cannot reach anybody because of the Doom Sigil. It's back to full strength. Of my. All right. That was weird. Well, I, I, I get the first why time. she
2: can't. They couldn't, though. Uh, they still should be able to try again. She couldn't get through before because the doom sigil kept them from getting through. That makes sense for her. Not them, though. They could just join hands again and try to get this justice sigil again. I guess they're just like, eh, it's But not in order for that it. to it happen, she has
1: to go and be able to reach out to the people.
2: No, I'm saying they're doing the justice thing together so that it, it gets the doom sigil down so that she can contact the people. The end result is to get the people involved uh-huh. so that they can get the doom sigil in the sky. It's all the same. It kind of goes with each other. And you know, because with that you even see the the doom or the justice totality forming at one point before the people even get the word she gets mm-hmm. the word after that because you know you have it where it goes, 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 all of a sudden you see it going onto the you know the disco ball, and then she says it 's working, I can feel a way through. Oh, no, we just exploded. So it's it's kind of like a, a before after type deal that they could try again. But they, you know, you're not going to because you want to keep the story going. with Hopefully Kendra John and Shane. Stewart has
1: made it to the edge of the universe in the flash mobile. My- yeah, yeah and, <laughs> and
2: he does. He comes through the, the deal and you even have the anti He's talking crap. He ends up, you know, blasting Kendra and then saying to Shane, listen, I'm going to teach you a lesson here, boy. What you're going to do is you're going to cut off her wings. She's going to die anyway. So just do this. You're going to learn that when there's power, How you, you go alive? with the power. And she's just, oh, no. And you do then have kind of a funny deal. You hear a, a car honk, and then John comes through and smashes him. And this is where you know we are getting to the end of the story. We have a bunch of issues left, but we're getting to the end. So there are some things that are going to be forced, like – John Stewart hitting the, you know, super anti monitor with his car that separates the Brothers hey, yeah.
1: three. Hits him so you know, hard they- with the flash that the brothers three gets separated. When it's an aspect of that whole thing is that I started to stop thinking about that. They're still all trapped yeah. inside together because we've just had the anti-monitor for a bunch of issues now. But now they're separated, but we can't have them fully separated because no. we can't have the monitor and the world forger be at full strength. Uh, oh, he sapped our power he away from us energy. while we we're inside yeah. of him. Like, all right, well, all right, and, and, and it's funny, know. too, because
2: you have I'll, – I'll give, I'll give Scott Snyder some credit because when John Stewart comes through, he ends up destroying the car, much to Barry's chagrin. He, <laughs> he won't find that out until next issue. I guess we'll see him. He should know by now. But you end up where the car gets destroyed. I was confused, actually, when I did my review uh, going through this. I didn't realize – that they had separated that Thume when they hit and seeing the three bodies go that where it, it, it's a cool deal where it is kind of, you know, fuzzy there from the motion. And then all of a sudden like, Oh, the impact separated us from the anti miner I'm like, what the heck? And then I realized, uh, but with that, I thought, okay, here's the force deal. You have the flash car get destroyed because you end up having to separate them. That then allows the world forger to make a portal. Boy, that's force So then when the world forger's like, I can't make a portal. I'm like, Okay, now you're going to play baseball. Now, now you're getting a little off the ranch here. I mean, you're getting a little too
1: far now, do you uh, first with it, but... You want silly with this whole thing. Well,
2: I'd rather have silly. Yeah. And so, because we don't get enough silly, we don't get enough fun and silly. It is. We very, have Charo in this. We got plenty silly. of silly. But I like the idea that in a series that's been very dark, a series where we haven't had the. Justice League or our heroes win at all in, it seems like, years. It really does. Where in an issue that they are going to, you have a little fun and get a little silly. I actually don't mind that. At least I can have a smile on my face uh, when it goes on because the World Forger, he can't Make a portal. He says, "You know, usually I strike my hammer and through creation I make a portal, but I can't even lift this thing." Even though he does, then to use it as a baseball bat, I just but don't that's know fine.
1: why that the like uh, Mobius, the Anti-Monster, when he is separated from his brothers, why he reverts back to this new fifty-two look to himself yeah. instead of actually having the classic Anti-Monster look. I yeah, thought like, the I whole aspect the of this classic was classic deal was that supposed back. to be.
2: Yeah, I guess that that's the combo. You know, the combination deal. I don't know, but while this is going on, Perpetua, their mother, is off destroying Earth-44. And uh, I was all upset because that is the Metal League sure uh, is. Earth. That's the Metal Men have, Justice
1: League with Doc yeah, the Metal Tornado. Men
2: Justice League with Doc Tornado, who is a trash talker himself. And he, I love the idea. You have a whole entire world where you know you might want to put this up the vote there, Doc Tornado. He's just like whatever, kill us. We we all agree <laughs> because okay, okay. they're
1: not going with Doom. I understand how this works. I don't want a bunch of jerks coming in, to like just saying Doom out of nowhere. No, just kill us now because no. it's going to be justice. I well, know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm Dr. And here's the
2: thing: what I do like about this is possibly going with the idea, and even Dr. Nato does even you know trash talk it to perpetuo. It's like why why didn't you side with you? And like you know what these these people they're, they're machines, they're stinking robots, and they have more heart than you. That's and I right. like the idea that when it came down to. Doom versus justice, like beep, boop boop. I am doing the calculations. I will side with justice. That's I right, just th- robots. Thought it was funny. All right, robots, we'll do that. But he says they have more heart. I love it, Joe. It's like they're all fighting. You see them fighting apex predators there in the background, and I just want them to be like
1: they're stinking robots. I don't even like them. They're I just robots. like to imagine though, like just thinking about the multiverse and just thinking about Scott Snyder sitting down to write this kind of Because so You have you know the fifty-two Earths in the multiverse, yeah. and I'm thinking. What is it about, like the Gotham by Gaslight and the Metal League Earth, that makes them the best of the best as far as you know justice and hope is concerned? Because yeah. they're the ones that got taken out by Perpetual because they wouldn't. That's go That's the do only my- thing
2: I thought that maybe it's like a calculation <laughs> thing, and, and that they're also robots and they're like there's the Batman
1: robot and what it's they know like about calculations in Gotham by
2: like, Gaslight. You know, they got gaslight. Well, what's well, they just go by. They, they're you know hokey. They're Bunch like oh no. The mailbox down the road told me to go with justice, and I'm going with that spirit. And here, they're there, are these robots. What, what do they care? What's Doom gonna give them? Robot pants, Eric? They don't care about no Doom. So they're there <laughs> going to town. I just, we want to go justice. Yeah, and he's just like, you know, get it over with, just get us done. Because, and I like his trash talk because she's like, you had a chance to be part of this brave new world or universe, multiverse of mine, and you say no. He's like, I don't want to be a part of anything of yours, you know. So do it. And then she gets You're freak. and it's this is the best, the best part of my whole issue in my mind of me just laughing because she gets interrupted from whiny anti <laughs> <Mommy, laughs> Help me. <laughs> oh my mommy! My brothers are beating me up. It's like they're on a road trip to Florida.
1: Oh, funny. Mommy, this whole mommy. thing, though, we have you know pretty much a dying Kendra. She's all knocked out because of the anti monitor. You have Shane, who's just a little small abomination, Hawkman, yeah. Martian Manhunter thing, but like, and uh and you have John Stewart with a freaking broken down flashcard. You have two brothers of the freaking three who man. have no power, and immediately anti monitors are like, "Help me, help me!" Yeah, like, because you, you are know, the tomb- anti monitor. What are you doing?
2: They're a cowardly lot, the bad people. Eric, I've heard that. And uh, so she gets this great idea. She's like, oh, I'm going to destroy you. Well, I won't, but I will because now it's better up. You know, she's like, you know what? Just you ever idea. hear of Nolan Ryan? Because
1: I'm about to go Nolan Ryan I, on their butt. I, I just want to think how this works because you do have a godlike figure who can essentially do whatever she wants no matter what. But yeah. you're grabbing Earth when you're in Universe 44. You think you're going to crush things right now? Well, not there? only that, mm-hmm. just you grab the Earth and then you throw it through space and somehow, you know – Throw through the multiverse to get the primers in order to like at the edge of that universe in order to freaking out for World Forge to pick up his hammer and hit up to the base home run. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. She ends up throwing it. That's a thing. That's a play home run.
2: No, that is not. Uh, That's that's not a great grip for a a pitch. But we we won't go with that. Hopefully it's not (laughs) a curveball. It misses and hits Mars. Uh, She ends up up throwing it, which in my review I'm reading it, I'm like, all right, well, oh man, that antimoner he didn't realize that. He's the hero now, and it'd be funny. He's the hero of Earth 44. No, he's not, because throwing an Earth does destroy everybody on it. Everybody gets vaporized. (laughs) I'm
1: like, oh, well. uh, Nothing on that planet surviving.
2: No, no, I thought maybe it was like some sort of force field around it, but yeah, you even end up at this point. This is a. In my mind, a crucial point just to show the idea hey, look, anti minor, you know, you think you're great or whatever, she's gonna kill all of us, including you. You know, you shouldn't have sided with her. Also, the idea that you have a, a call up by the world Forge just says, okay, I'm, I'm gonna save this, I'm gonna save us all, I'm gonna sacrifice myself. And at the moment, you know, usually I'd say, you know, this is just, you know, not farewell, but, you know, see you later. I mean, but it may not be because the sixth dimension where we do always come back. It's being controlled by mama and I don't know that she's going to allow me to come back. So whatever. I've had enough fortune. Once she gets all put away, she'll be, he'll come back. That's the thing. It's, it's a nice reminder that he has an, it, oh, you yeah, know he can be resurrected end. yeah yeah and all of them the, the brothers three could it's just the idea they would have to beat perpetua to do that uh so he says what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna pick up my hammer which i said <laughs> i couldn't before just, exactly i'm and gonna idea, step like, up
1: to the plate how world he's a forger. how world forger makes portals is that he has to pick up his hammer and strike it with enough force in order to do stuff but like i can't do that everybody I, i'm too weak in order to do that like, you're gonna pick up the hammer and freaking hit a freaking world flying at yeah. you i'm hey, like All right, I'm sorry. That millisecond that we need, I'll send you back through this portal back to your world. You you better be ready, because when
2: I hit this, (sighs) even if it's a you know an infield fly, uh, you guys get out of town because I'm going to be doing this. And it's funny because. This this is the sort of thing, especially when I'm not medicated. But just of a where, world
1: coming oh, at yeah. you, and then somehow you hit that before it hits you. It's a world, and yeah, like luckily it's, it's not than you what you're
2: standing on a big whiff, and the whole thing goes down. I mean, he's this is you know you think that you know it's bottom of the ninth, two outs, you know a full count, not even a full count, o two count pitch right, and that that's not as much pressure as the world forger right now who has to <laughs> he doesn't have to get a hit, he just has to hit. The ball, and uh, I could just imagine Which it is the size you. Of a there'd be some real trouble. You but you I
1: could a ball the size of a Well,
2: here's the thing, Eric. No, no, no. because the answer, no, no. No, the answer is no. Nobody cares. The answer is no. You know. So I'm I'm reviewing this on Tuesday night, and I had I think I had just this for uh, for my DC reviews, but I ended up having like four or five Marvel reviews. Oh, yeah. So I have to get this done to get over to the Marvel deal. So I'm reading this. I'm like, I only have one issue. This is going to be fine. I get to this point. And I'm looking at the stance and the stance, unfortunately, is I I wish it was more full panel and I wish that it wasn't messed up with the explosion of when he does hit the planet, because I sat there and looked at this for way too long trying to figure out. Whose stance does the World Forger, you know, represent? Or, you know, which is the, the stance I saw? And at first, Eric, I thought it was a Jeff Bagwell type stance. Uh, but Jeff it's Bagwell is Griffey not, Junior. The, Jeff. No, it's not. He's lefty anyway. So <laughs> sure Eric, you have uh, the Jeff Bagwell does not, he doesn't have the bat over his shoulder like that. So I kept thinking, and this is the thing, this leads me to a thing that I was insane with when I was a kid. I I would just sit in my room and pretend I'm batting with stances from everyone. And I'll give you my two favorite after all I think but i yeah i was not of course this was i was also 12 but so hey, was I. Man, that's fine <laughs> yes smoking it up Like got bad one. uh i think that he has, and this is this is a deep cut Eric. a lot of people aren't going to know this but i think that he represents there the most is Brian downing's stance for the angels uh, one of the older players for the angels they can people can look that up and see if i'm right but that leads me to my top 2 Favorite baseball stances of all time. Now, if you ask me any question about baseball, I'm only ever going to have one answer specifically, anything. Ricky Henderson, because I love his stance. I don't even care what you say. Who's your favorite second baseman? It would be Ricky Henderson if he played second is my answer. But Craig Council. Is my favorite stance, and if you
1: ever see it, Eric, you'll laugh. It's the it's crazy. What are you talking it's, about? It's cra- I stopped paying attention.
2: Craig Council, Eric, listen to you. I sit there and listen when you're talking about your star screams and your bubble craps and oh, yeah? whatever they're called. But yeah, he hits the ball. Enough of my nonsense. He hits the ball, Brian Downing, Eric, and that ends up making the portal. As this is going on, you do see at this point. The Justice League, and I'm not talking the Kumbaya Circle. I'm talking the rest of what is now, you know, the official Justice League. These are the team-ups I was talking about. And I think it plays out well where you have Wildcat and Commandee and Zatanna and a Black Lightning. They're at their wits end. They're getting they're getting destroyed and they, they are going to lose again. Like we always do. And I'm like, really like through all of this, you're going to end this issue with them just getting beat up. Well, that's whatever. the thing
1: is, that's not even the bad part of this, because at least here, when they are fighting our apex predator army, at least yeah. it looks like all is still doomed. Like they don't have any like idea that they are going to win no matter what. Well, that's so what I'm saying. This is me like, saying I don't right, see it either. Fine. I'm was, saying though, yeah. Usually what happens though, is like, all right, everybody, we're going to about to win. We're going to make everything work out first. And then the rugs pulled out like, Oh no. no, that's true. But even to me, the idea of them teaming up like
2: this—it's uh, like that is the big like. Oh, all right, they're teaming. Up. Oh no, they're dead. But they're going, Kamandi has got a sword and a gun, and he's going freaking hog on these things. And I don't know if that's it's what you fine. do for justice, but that's fine. Yeah, you have the Wildcat. A-Pack he's predator, just slugging people. it away. He's slugging it like like he's Flash from Meatballs, too, boxing it up, Eric. And Where's yeah. The alien? And eh, really, I, really, he's he's off doing things. he He's off doing Mac and me three, I think. Uh, but yeah, you go into then where the Justice League is about to just, you know, crash. You have Batman, everybody hang on. Things are falling apart. They're still holding hands because now it's just let's hold hands before we die. And then, you know, everybody come on, reach out one last time. And then, boom, they get
1: hit. uh, Just the idea, this whole thing, when you have, like, you know, they're down and out and Luther is coming down. It's like, all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to now. Finally it's finally over and then he is he walks out trying to make his great stance of like you know victory as he walks there and sees that teleportation beam come down to that and realize he is messed yeah. up so bad and not even that all he has done is walked from his ship over to theirs and you already have perpetual when the, the doom sizzle yeah, goes down the sky and, and the justice yeah. sigil goes up like what did you do i'm like Boom. i just walked what do you want to yeah. make? I, like, I was like perpetual is like Lex, what did you do?
2: He's like, I don't know. (laughs) Just got out of my ship. I mean, I'm talking trash, but whatever. I'm here. Uh, Yeah, and it is that, you know, you ended up having Kendra and maybe Shane, because again, anytime they have this big deal, I guess they don't want Shane. And this is where it gets to me where it's like that behind the scenes Shane deal. didn't make
1: it in the portal well, of my I, life. He was I'm left out you, there on the edge of the universe. We've
2: this before. But the, the problem is I think that when you end up having the thing like, okay, I got to draw this and I want to I sign it. You know, ten years from now at a convention, you don't want to keep having to explain to people who Shane is. You know, who's that little monstrosity? That's Shane. You know, so I think he's not there again. It, it, he never gets any credit, even though they said you had to have him there to to be included with you know everything going on and changing the justice sigil and stuff. Yeah, we've had it before. It just makes me laugh. You do go back Barry. to six dimensions, I hope my car's okay. No, no, it's not. It's not Barry. And don't no. worry, that car's nonsense. It's complete. I, I, it's I a complete
1: spider mobile ripoff. So stop it. But I can't the, tell you that I understand the whole idea of no, you towering powering up Hulk Girl's wings, combining the totality and all these things to the point where we then infuse our heroes with the seven like positive forces of the universe, kind of thing. So, but when they're standing there at the end and they're all kind of glowing, with they like, yeah. you know, through their armor and different parts of their their own personal sigils, I'm like. All right, that looks really cool. You did really yeah, hype me up for the next issue. Just the I idea like that Lex is walking up and now they're walking out all powered yeah. up with the positive energy. I, yeah, all right, that's really like, Yeah, and cool. they
2: look like they're ready for business. And I like that Superman's belt is lit, you know, just about. And the same with Aquaman. But I, say, I don't his know. His collar, too. Yeah, his yeah, yeah. neck collar. Yeah, his Carla. He's like, look at me with the v neck. And I, I wear the v neck without a shirt underneath because I'm bad. Well, that's but a cool way to yeah. do it. No, that is not with me. I and have the worst Harry, part I is. I have a hairy chest. I don't like that sort of thing. And shave it. Oh, are you going to say Miss Martian? Because she ain't got nothing glowing. No, she's there. No, she nothing is glowing. glowing. What are you talking no, about? Her? She, what are you saying? Glowing when the, she woke up in the morning and she looks great? All of the red on Miss
1: Martian is glowing. Hey, hey,
2: nobody else has the red. Everybody has a bright deal. I don't think it's glowing. I think you just <laughs> think she's looking sexy. She's no, glowing.
1: No, I, I'm telling you, I do think she's looking sexy. And I really wish the way that she looks here that oh, in future iterations of Just League will include her on the team.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I do too. Uh, because, yeah, she kind of just kind of eased her way in with this. Um, but the idea that she couldn't get the job done, that you needed Kendra and Shane to do, she didn't make the cut. She's done. Out you go, Miss Marshall. Oh, Shane's definitely here. not going to be on that well, team. And the, the one thing about this is, too, as you go through, you have to keep remembering, too, like when are we going to get, you know – uh, Martian Manhunter back because you did have Lex hearing that when they ended up putting well, we the other up bit up of the Legion first. of Doom in the tubes that I'm surprised that you didn't get more of that here, even as Lex was talking trash to the Justice League, having it surface, you know, more and more. And the other thing that kind of gets me a little down just you don't get the sense that Lex is powered up the way that we saw from those forces before when they right. did put them into. Because he's, he's not, not growing really enough. No, I thought that he'd come out like it would be. He's one of them big guys in the you know the Lord of the Rings movie where they come out and he hits something and like eighty million people fly up and stuff. He's just sitting in a ship like a Super you Saiyan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Super Sans? Is that what you said? What, are you at the beach? Is that? I know what you're saying, so people don't say I'm garbage, though I really don't. Uh, I just want to avoid people thinking I'm garbage. Uh, but yeah, at the end, though, <laughs> it, it did end up pretty cool. I, I mean, you're pretty cool there, man. Uh, pretty pretty cool, cool way to keep to up comment. your pants. Pretty way to keep up your pants there with those those belts that glow. Uh, but I like it. I liked having the Justice League finally get a win towards doing something now. But yeah, you you get the idea. Of Perpetuous, like, hey, Lex, what happened? I don't know. I came out and was different. I know It
1: started glowing. And you get the idea. This I is her saying – so hard with Perpetual. Yeah. Immediately came out. What did you do? But yeah. I didn't do anything. It's like
2: I, I didn't do anything. And I think that this is where she's like, okay. That's the problem. You never I'm do X. Yeah, you yeah, never really. do anything. If I need to do something, I need to do it myself. And I think that she's coming. Plus, uh, at the very end when she says, what have you let them do? I like that kind of younger, uh, kind of goth-looking Perpetua, that head there. It's like, oh, right. She looks like she's like a a pissed-off teen that wants to get back at her dad there, right? She's there, and I like it. Uh, But here we go. How much do you like it? I like it more than that other hag that, that she is, so. And then destroy him worlds. She's just right there. She just wants to listen to a couple albums by The Smiths and, and maybe go to Hot Topics. Eric, that's Pretty all cool she way needs. For you
1: to end your day in my mind.
2: Damn right she does. She's like, I can't destroy Earth. That's where Hot Topics is from, and <laughs> I know that Eric loves Hot Topics. Uh, but yeah, it ends with them coming out. So let's see Gonna how go, go this transitions pins. into the next. <laughs> Get some pins, maybe some, some fan t-shirts. t-shirts.
0: Yeah yeah
2: yeah i got a couple of t-shirts from there i'm telling you i i didn't mind this this the store scared me when i first <laughs> saw it i i go by and, I, and this is you have to realize that you know i'm waiting for somebody to say okay boomer but uh, while i uh, would uh, go in to ourselves. at this point uh when it first opened and I was just a you, you know your, younger fella.
1: You were like when it opened, you were pretty bringing a teenager or no, in your early twenties. Well,
2: no, I was I was like a, a early teenager because I remember the first time I went in, I, I wasn't driving, I don't think. Okay. And uh so that means I was at twenty eight, yeah. thirty. No, I'd go in and I'm like, oh, this is cool. I see some Led Zeppelin t shirts and even like some cure, so I can just pass that by. And then, you know, go and see these <laughs> things. And I thought to myself, like, Oh, my. This, this is like Spencer's Gifts without all the games with the penises and stuff. That's <laughs> oh, what I thought it was. Fake poop. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need the fake poop and the penis games. I like this. So I'm looking at it. And then I looked. And there was a dude there that was just like completely. He was the illustrated man. I saw him. And this girl then ended up having like a nail through her nose. I'm like, this is not for me. <laughs> I got scared and ran. <laughs> like, I'm not, I could not possibly talk to these people, though. Somehow you were a square all, already. The nail through the nose type deal and all that, that is They're 100% just people, my deal. I love that. I just never had the balls to do it myself is the what I wanted. nail through
1: the nose yeah. is your deal.
2: That's my I deal. I thought I knew you. I like that sort of alt look and that sort of uh, stuff like that. So Epplian, alt- it really intrigues me. Alt. It's alt to me. And I ended up going there. I had Let's my, like, my bragging dragon shirt on, and maybe some. If I was cool at that day, I might have had some cargo shorts on. I don't think I was cool that day. I probably had my gray cords on walking around with my <laughs> busted brown trash on those gray
1: cords. I'm sure they looked really they sharp on you, worst. champ.
2: No, you know why? <laughs> you, if you wear a lot of cords, no, you know a corduroy guy, there's a real big difference. It's too hot. And anybody who wore the cords like me uh, would know there's a Big, big difference of a deep cord and a not – the deep cord, you know, is cool. Then it looks like (laughs) – when you have the, like, real lame cords, all you got is shiny silver pants on and You look like a fool is what happens. I had a pair of brown cords in college, and I don't know if you'll believe this, Eric, because it's way, way over the – you know, what I usually do. I wore those every day of the week, Eric. Uh Oh, my. It it really cut down on my, you know, my laundry bill. It really did. It, it kind of made me not very your dating bills? Yeah, really. I didn't have to pay for any dates. Uh, you're, you're talking about the fruit, right? Yeah. All right. But yeah, this ends and I'll, I'll tell you Because we're only talking right about away. good dates, no bad dates. That's true. Bad dates. That's when monkeys die. Uh, I actually even like the art in this issue. And I? I am not a Jorge Jimenez fan. I'm one of the <laughs> few that don't really like his art. I, I do like it here. I, I did like it. Some of the things got a little teeny bit confusing, the progressions of panels. But going and looking at it again, that may have just been me being a dummy. So, uh, your eyes it. are going. That's true. I have problems with my context. I don't know. These daily wares, they're, they're conking out of me after three months of wear. And that's bull crap, Eric. That, that is something that should be Look, looked you into. Could, you
1: could extend this whole daily wear thing to a year if you just took them out when you went to sleep.
2: Yeah, I don't need to do that. That's too much work. That uh-huh. is way too. I was at work on Friday and I ended up having a problem. I had to take my contact out, blinking away red. Oh, it was the worst. Ah uh, yes, but overall, I'm going to give it an eight out of ten because of how we end. I know that that may be high to some people, but Sorry, I'm going to go with to get here. it. I'm going to justify it because everybody wants to, you know, crap on everything. But I got to like something, and That's I did cool, like man. this let like, No, it isn't. No, you know, people, I don't like people, you know, yelling at me. But yeah, eight out of ten. What would you give it?
1: I'd give it a seven point five. Out, See, out of 10. See, there you go. Whoa. Just
2: trying to make it so that I. <laughs>
1: A no, no that's the thing is, there's a lot of silliness to this There's a lot fine. of silliness to this issue, but overall I could overlook it for the feeling I had by the end because I've been kind of down on the series because I think it's just getting a little too convoluted, going on a little yeah. too long for no real progression for what we're dealing with. But here I've got that sense of hope by the end. I'm like, oh, man, he's doing it. We're actually leading towards something that I'm really interested in. Yeah, the, the Force is unexplained. Freaking World Forge is hitting planets like a baseball. Yeah. Whatever, man. But And we're having Brian Kumbaya Downing, circles. Right? But if we can get beyond the Kumbaya circles, I think we have a heck of a story here, and I want to see more.
2: Well, and isn't it uh, kind of a funny thing that he did get a lot of crap, at least from the people we talked to, for the Kumbaya Circle? It didn't work. You know, yeah. that's the thing that didn't work. So it's kind of a funny twist and it like worked at the end. turn. Yeah, it did. It
1: did.
0: Story of Cottonwood.
1: That's what I say, Eric. And what is the next book? Our next book is Young Justice number 11, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by John Timms, Gabe Altiev, and Wes Abbott. Our heroes are home after their jaunt through the multiverse, but instead of figuring out who's been manipulating Tim Drake's mind into forgetting about people, they instead crash at Naomi's house before going after Superboy, who is going after Dr. Glory of Star Labs, the person who sent him to Gemworld originally, only to have her send him to Skataris now. So long, Superboy. So long, sucker.
2: A
0: new definition of pain and suffering.
2: Yes. Uh, the thing is, when I was reading this, this is one of those. Thank you, C3PO. I hate you. Yes, guests. Thank uh, you. With Always. <laughs> thank you for being yourself. Love you. 3 you. Um, with this whole deal. Uh, it, it's something this isn't going to blow anybody's minds. N- not quite like my Brian Downing comment about the stance, uh, you know, from before. Uh, what this really points out, and it does every time I read a Brian Michael Bendis story, is when you want some information – and he starts to give it to you in the sing-song dialogue way to end with the information not coming about, which in my mind happens so much more in this book, but mainly because I think we have so many questions. So at one point you even have, oh, let's see your power set. Well, my power set, power set, power set. Oh, well, what are we going to... And then they never get to it. And yeah. when you have it, it's definitely the dialogue, not his storytelling, I think, that ends up where we only get a little bit of a story each issue because there's just not enough space for all this dialogue because half of it doesn't mean a thing and i'd actually like to go through well they're and get talking like six in circles of his and issues. Then they never go anywhere yeah, yeah you never do and, and everybody is repeating what the last person said
1: and then I'm it comes a question a that's statement is, i'm going to question the last word of everything you say to me from and, now on and, and you that's know how what we're gonna it, talk. this is and, and then you're going to repeat he, that word oh yeah well here it is
2: and i i finally figured this out and you just helped me as well. Thank okay. you. And C-3PO, I hate both of you. When you end up both having us? a kid, you're not going to understand this, Eric. You can sit back. I'm going to watch the uh, one, two, three. There goes the muting of the mic. Um, but if you're a parent and you have a son or daughter and something happens, they end up, you go downstairs and somebody has broken 17 plates on the floor. And you call them down, say, your son is named Rafe, possibly because that's who probably would do this. And hey, Rafe, get down here. Is Though, it a question? No, this is a classic. Alex, my oldest son, uh. is what he would do, and it would drive Tanya nuts. So he'd come, hey, who who destroyed all these plates? Plates? This this is what kids do <laughs> when they're in trouble this. and they they're trying, trying to get out of it. Trying yes, to think of a way to get out trying of Trying to think of a way to get out of it. This should not be a way you write a comic. So, who destroyed these plates? Plates? Yeah, plates. Uh, I don't know. Well, they're all destroyed here, destroyed, and it goes on. That's what I. That's what I read in any of these issues, and it drives me insane.
1: I want to go. It takes you back to the sweet days when Alex was just a young boy.
2: I want to go across town and smack him in his (laughs) face. That's what I want to do. I'm reading this. I'm like, Alex, you son of a gun. I want to get you. But that's what it is. And and again, let me tell you, that's Alex at. Six years old, five years old—that's what everybody sounds like to me in this book. Then I was because getting weird of that. that, I thought he
1: was Benjamin buttoning. No, no, no I'm <laughs>
2: saying that, that everybody. Reversed, so when he you have these heroes,
1: yeah, Six, yeah, no,
2: he's, he's actually doing the reverse Benjamin button. Let you like, <laughs> yes. So you end up where when you repeat this, adults do it. You know the kid. And everybody sounds like a five-year-old to me who's trying to figure out a way to get out of something by the end. You know what? Your birth world, birth world, birth world. And even at the point where you have- And then I flew.
1: You flew. You flew. flew. I
2: flew. Flew? Uh, Oh, my God. You have Dr. Glory at one point who even says, hey, is that where you went to your birth world? And then Naomi goes, birth world? And then Dr. Glory gets involved in it. Birth world? She has to get up like, what is going on here? And yeah, it's this issue is let's throw Naomi in here because you have to do that. And then when you do end up at the beginning where Dr. Glory from you know Star Labs, she's trying to figure well, out she's already what been the like, you know, outed are. as yeah. a bad guy in Superman. Yeah, by Brian Michael Bendis yeah. himself. That's what's crazy. But she ends up like, hey, uh, you know, we wanna have your power set. Let's find out your power set. And this is something again. Just, yes. I want to remind Let's everybody we had six issues of a Naomi miniseries. We never learned her well, we full found our power two set. Of
1: action comics we as had well. two
2: in Action Comics. We never learned her full power set. We have Young Justice now it's 11. Time, right? They're asking about the power set, but he's not going to do that because <gasps> he's going to do that in Naomi season two. There's no way that he's going to waste like a collectible thing like that in something that isn't his full property. So he's gonna wait, and that's what gets me angry. She shows up, and we need to know so many things. He promised everybody at one point that we were gonna get the questions asked. He said there were thirty six questions, and obviously the power set ain't one, as oh, Jay Z would sing. But I don't think it's it, issue six. We were supposed to learn of Young Justice. We're now gonna. He says issue twelve, so that doubled up, and we still don't know if he knows the right questions. The answer okay. because it's just ridiculous of who knows now naomi's
1: a big fan of everybody on this team all these well, things the going thing on too, when they're standing around at the rupture point for where you know like you know we had the hole that she came through before and stuff like that the justice League will eventually i mean the young justice will come through the same rupture for some reason not for like even though they're coming from earth three and not her yeah. earth but the thing is when they do we're still dealing with a weird idea about what does people know? Because we had Impulse come out of the Speed Force after the Speed Force barrier was broken in Flash yeah. number 50, and that's how he came out. But nobody talked about Bart Allen yeah, nobody, nobody knew Nobody him. remembered him. And we had the same thing where you know Tim Drake didn't remember Superboy for some reason. But Wonder Girl seemed to do, and there was this, we have this weird back and forth of things that we don't fully understand. But as soon as Young Justice comes out, Naomi's like, hey, Impulse. I'm big like, fan. How do you know Impulse? Yeah,
2: and then says so she's a big fan yeah. of the whole team. And why? How? Because this is, and again, is now you're going to make Naomi almost like the Wally West, that she's the linchpin of everybody remembering and doing things because somehow she does? It doesn't make sense. He's going by the idea that she is a superhero fangirl, which she kind of was, more Superman, Superman, but she's going with that, and it doesn't make sense just yet. You have to reveal how people know, even the people on their own team. How, you know, you got to show this, and then through this issue, uh, I do want to say I always am a fan of John Tim's art. I, I am a big fan oh, of yeah, his. I love the way he makes was the on Tony Harley. These uh, and I love it. Uh, but. Somebody in Tom Thelrath actually sent me a message in Slack and said to me, they really do have to have a style sheet of Naomi. She changes throughout. Uh, She ends up almost having different body shapes and types. I think everybody needs to have a
1: style guide.
2: Well, they do. But with a new character, especially like this, you, you need to, you know, hammer that down. At first, she looks great. She looks just like, but as it goes, it's like one of those where when they get her out of the uniform, it seems like it's kind of a thing that's, you know, it's hard for them. And the one point when you have Naomi go, what the hell? And turn around and like, oh, it's that skeleton lady. Didn't even look like her. Uh but yes, so all of this is just she, she does. It's like freaking skeleton jibber jabber and the yakety yak that goes nowhere. That basically in this issue, when you sit back and think about it, by the end you're like, okay, that could have been told in four pages. Well, Some even of it's the whole okay. thing when
1: she freaking you know, young justice comes through. She thinks it's you know something coming out from yeah. her home world. She powers up, and then because she powered up so much, and also because nobody knows anything about her power, she then passes out when she realizes yeah, she that out. you know it's, it's no threat, but. But she wakes up in the, in the nighttime, like 2 to 30 in the morning, and she walks through her house for pages yeah. where she's just looking just look in the dark. Them. Like, yeah. all right, I'm looking at my family photos. I'm mom, dad. All right, they're not going to answer me. Oh, what's this? Oh, I have Superboy and Robin. They're, they're, they're sleeping yep. here. And then just like, I'm going to walk outside. And like, this goes off of pages. Finally, thankfully, Ginny Hex realizes, like, you know, and talks yeah, to her it, that it's she's there.
2: Including that, Ginny Hicks is five pages. Now, again, uh, that's fine and dandy in a Naomi book. This is a Young Justice book. She has kind of jumped into this book, which he does allow these characters to just kind of take over the whole narrative of a book that jumps in, especially Naomi. Naomi is his character. He wants to push her as the next you know miles or reary so she is given a wide berth of whatever she wants to do and you end up just walking through just hey you know, what why do we need to see connor sleeping on the couch then the next page we see tim drake on the
1: chair and then we uh, there's no reason well, even we, when we have this we have Superboy and like robin they wake up eventually and go outside they start like talking to naomi but what they're talking about it's just stuff that they're doing that we already know if you've read yeah. Naomi season 1 and also you know the rest of Young Just at this point you're not yeah. getting anything new the only thing in the background is that apparently Tim is trying to get a hold of Steph through via Yeah he's text trying to get a hold of Steph and he she he can't get a hold of her but this is going on in the background where they're just jibber-jabbering about no. nothing for more pages here no. you know? but I, I, you get right. to have through the Dr. issue Dr. Glory, Dr. Glory. That's where that's you the finally get something this person the man like yeah, yeah i know like the whole thing I'm like and then like, she tried to sneak off once we came out i guess because she saw Superboy and then Superboy's like look, I got to go find her. I got to go do this alone, which obviously he's not going to do because they're going to go after him no matter what. And yeah, also, yeah. Impulse, he ran off hours ago. Nobody knows where Impulse is. Yeah, so they we don't can't know do where they are. Is yeah. it a thing where we, didn't, we couldn't have a speedster for the next story too? So he just kind of ran off? He ran off. He ran
2: off or he was... Who knows? Because, yeah, you have this whole thing. And like you said, you have a Tim Drake trying to... Or Drake, you know. As he's he there. goes now, yeah. calls, up, I don't like calls up, wheezy. He's like, are we going to go on tour or what? Uh, you end up where... He goes, you know, he's trying to get a hold of Steph, And, and the weird thing about it is it's the whole issue. Hey, Steph, and he's, he's like me after a, a, a date gone wrong. Uh, you know, in now jail? you have the text version of that. No, I, oh. I avoided that. I, I watch my steps a little. But yeah, it's like, hey, I, know, I sorry, said sorry wrong. that date didn't go well. Uh, two seconds later. Uh, hey, are you there? Because he keeps getting, uh, she's not responding until he gets distracted. And then she responds as if she's in dire need uh so who knows what's going on yeah i know
1: that young justice they've been off doing their multiversal jump but when superboy goes and confronts uh dr glory at star labs as they're trying to van moose like look there's too many freaking superheroes around we need to get out of here because they're going to draw more attention to us because we're not up to no good obviously if you've already read superman but the whole thing is you have a bit here where there's an inkling have a little yeah. bit of story progression and I started getting very excited at this point because he's talking about how the idea that, oh, Superboy, you don't even realize while you've been away, reality has shifted around you and stuff like that. Who tell me more? But no, they do not tell me more because all no. they do is activate this teleportation, which sends Superboy to Skartaris and we don't do deal- it. And no. when the Young Justice team shows up, like, where's Connor? Where's our friend? And that's the weird part, too. She happens to know who – Dr. Glory knows Connor Kent, so like that name, like, yeah. well, if, you- if you know Connor Kent is Superboy – that's weird because that now you have the Kent a name of for things. Superman and yeah. like yeah. and why would he be living in Kansas under Connor Kent's name if in this continuity Mom Pa Kent died at freaking you know, Clark Kent's prom night.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So how is we're, he we're there? How did he up a do lot now of things again, right here? I think that this is the first step, and I think not Doing this, but I think that the next thing that Brian Mcbennis does is bring back Mom and Ken. I told you that he's yeah. going to have some convoluted way to do it. It won't make sense, but it's something Reality everybody wants. And also, he's like, "All right, I took away so much that maybe I need to have a, a win and just bring back something to kind of get people back on, you know, on board with me at least." But yeah, she even she says he goes there and she's like, "Hey, you're a clone of Lex Luther and Superman. Reality shifted. You don't even know it." And then out of nowhere. It, does she think he's that stupid? Because then she's like, "Hey, uh, by the way, you like that other life that you went to? Like, uh, you should thank me, right? Like, it was fun, wasn't it? I, I guess. Did you have a great time? What? Like, you could just go back there now." Huh? Like a, a
1: transporter? Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. I, I, I not tell is, anybody. So, if, if this is the thing that's sending the Gem World, I don't understand because it definitely sends him to Skartaris. Yeah, it goes which to Skartaris. Like, just
2: tra- getting him the heck out of there. I, I just think she needed him to go close to it. What? I'm going to go check it out. So maybe he is that dumb. Goes over and then she hits the control deal, you know, and he gets zapped into Skartaris. And this is the thing. If you're reading this, a lot of people, we saw reviewers saying, and then he ends up on the Gem's Worlds again. That's not Jim World. No, That is Sketchfire. That's, right there, like War- that's War- Warlord. War- he's yeah. there. And I like the Like, this is the thing with Brian Michael Bendis that he'll even force his sing song dialogue where you have Connor Lennon go, Come on. And then Warlord's like, Come on. I'm like, Really? <laughs> that's the worst version of it. And he goes off and he's going to have to help but Warlord
1: at low. How, how dumb are the Young Justice team, because Batman and Superman, they've already suspected over the months or whatever it is, the so Star Labs and Dr. Gloria, they're up to no good, but when we have Young Justice then show up after uh, Superboy's been teleported away, like, yeah. hey, have you seen our friend, you mean that psychopath who came in here, you know, like, uh, threatened us and stole yeah. our technology and told yeah, us that he him. hated you guys that and went back to like us gem like like Gemworld? I'm like, oh, man. Huh. Throwing shade again, he was. Yeah, right like, away. This whole you're story, there. this whole yeah. over-the-top like, He threatened us. He stole our property. to teleported. He said he hated you. Like, I'm telling you, you the whole idea the- of this,
2: yeah. Is Dr. Gloria a moron now? Like, all she it's has to written, say is, though. oh, you mean, mean Superboy? Oh, he came. He said he had to do some last thing and go back to gym world. But he ended up where the machine broke. You know, something. makes something believable. She, he said but, he had to go find
1: Impulse. Yeah, and man, he's like,
2: yeah. 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 She's like, what? You mean that guy? who hates your guts and said you're all nonsense and he hated your guts ever since he met you and wanted to get away? Uh...
1: Yeah, that sounds like is him? the idea, yeah, though. It's like, is. all right, that we can't have Superboy around for this bit. because well, there's a bunch of crazy Then we'd be forced to actually like have that. explanation. We have to get, deal with them because well, Dr. Yeah, Gordon – Well, impulse so, out. the same so way. We so we send Superboy away, and then we can't have Young Justice fight on anything because at the end of the issue, we find out that – spoiler, Stephanie Brown is sending Tim's – She needs Tim, need where help. are you? I need help right yeah, now. she needs so help. So you know that the Young Justice are going to go and help Steph while well. Superboy has his own personal experience and those guitars with because Warlord. because
2: whatever happens, like you said, you may need Answers, but you also probably have something come up that a superboy could take care of easily. Yeah. Something with a heavy hitter that needs and and again, no, it's means is, we don't
1: have to have any answers for a well, while. Still.
2: Answers. It's also the idea of when they show up and you have to mention over and over. Tried to get a hold of Batman, he ain't answered. Tried to get Hall a hold of Justice of it's locked down. Trying to get this, but never a uh, man. The just the whole Justice locked down. I wonder why. Or you know, maybe we could go help or something. It's like. Yeah, lockdown, that means one thing, like in, in the prequels, Invasion, I guess, <laughs> that's what they said in Phantom Menace, uh, you end up where, like, okay, like, everything is, and you don't have to point that stuff out. When you point it out, like Brian Michael Venice seems to want to do all the time because he thinks that everybody's going to call him on things. That's when you get cold on things because it ends up bringing it to light and you can't just go by the suspension of disbelief that they have their own things going on. I hate when they do that. And he he seems to always do it. But, yeah, by the end, you end up having a young justice team like, oh, man, Connor, I thought that he liked us. Oh darn it. And then that's how it ends. And you have all this and you have next, you know, Superboy side by side with Warlord. And I'm like, really, you told us this this issue twelve, if it's all Superboy <laughs> with Warlord, and really the answers that he wanted to tell us was what Warlord eats for breakfast. I hate slice somebody. I don't mind it. I <laughs> it's the it's oh, the savage language. Superboy, fans. thank you God know. you're here.
1: I need help with Lord Damus. Of course you do. Yeah. Don't you always.
2: I mean, this Lord Deimos, he is really uh, you know, a uh, chigger in your side there, buddy boy. But yeah, you have all this going on and there's just nothing going on. It's a lot of yakety yak. It's a lot of like looking at the, the thing with Naomi walking around the house is infuriating. You do have a little bit of a, um, a thing going on that I thought was weird. That you have Ginny Hex and Naomi talking, they seem to get along, I don't mind that, but then you have Kelly, uh, you know, the teen lantern in the truck, like, looking as if she's, like, all upset about things, like, she's just overheard nonsense, but it didn't really seem like nonsense, that she was hearing. You know, if this was Jenny look, going, look, look. I'm just with these guys till I can just get the hell out of here. Just imagine
1: listening to this if you are Kelly because it well, is yeah, Brian I mean, Michael really. Bennett's dialogue. It so is. it is nonsense. And you do have home Homeworld? Homeworld? Yeah. Homeworld?
2: world, home Homeworld? home world. World home, Homeworld? Yeah, maybe that's it. She's like, "I am Would involved you guys with a shut bunch up. Of I'm idiots. trying to sleep here." And she's like, "I'm trying to sleep in the truck, poor Kelly. Everybody else gets a, you know, a couch yeah, she's sleeping in the truck. Ah, uh, yes. But yeah, there you go. There you go. And you do have another really weird thing about when you end up having Naomi shake uh, Tim Drake's hand, where I thought it was like one of those where, you know, his goodness of heart powered her up. And she said, oh, that's an anxiety attack. And she
1: gets all powered <laughs> his up. Goodness and I think of that. heart.
2: Oh, yeah. I think that that's going to play out later of like, oh, no, I'm getting anxious again. Oh, no. So
1: it's going to be like Cloud Nine and uh, Red Hood and the Allies, where all of a sudden she just loses control and becomes a tornado sometimes?
2: Yeah. Yeah I think that's what I think that'll happen so we'll see we'll see how it goes but overall like I said I like the art I think that Naomi I like goes too. a little back and forth with you know changing her look and especially just her face um but that's fine and I like the the cartoony look I think it fits this book great Me too. um but we're still just meandering. No we're not progression doing story, no. really,
1: except for now Naomi's here or now, you know, our Young Justice team is with Naomi and we've moved our Superboy away so we don't have to deal with that. So, like, yeah. just imagine now we're telling pretty much one story with a group of people. Now let's separate those people and have to tell two stories. But what we've mm. had right now is no progression, no real story except for going from place to place and having no background in it and no progression. So like, you're going to do that times two now. OK, well, that's why I gave this an Fu five, because while I do love John Tim's art, We just had another issue where nothing happened. And like, right as I thought, oh my, he's going to give us an explanation about reality shifting. This is going to be exciting. And we send you away. And then, all right, well, nothing happened here. Time to move along. See you next month. Yeah, and again, you
2: end up having... You know, Brian McAbenas throw out there two real important things, you know, the reality shifting, which just that Dr. Glory knows is crazy, like to see what she's saying about that. And then Naomi's power set saying, you know, on top of the idea that how do they know this and that and the other thing, but just bringing these up to not do it. It's just again, it's infuriating. So I'm going F.U. Five as well. uh It's like Rob Bass, me and you. It takes two, Eric, That's right. uh, to make things right. And so yeah, F.U. Five. I I just can't get behind this book. And I do like the characters if they're not in this book. You know, I can't even yeah. say like when we used to like Super Sons and actually say ah, that issue was down, but I still like the character. I don't really like the characters that I'm reading. This iteration of Because they're all Just sing song their way through this Dancing around Throwing confetti Be-bopping. Up in the air I'm telling you They are They're and Break dancing I don't know what they're doing uh, But it's not anything That's getting me excited If they had guitars that it, be back to back Playing I'm telling you that The one guy comes out With a the keytar They kick him in the balls Because nobody wants The keytar That's we're all a, I we're want a, We're a hard rock band we're, we're not one of them Nonsense bands. Get out of the, Go join Aha Buddy This is Guns and Roses tried Can you imagine They come out there well, you know, with the the guitar and the Guns pretty and Roses, cool. Izzy would have a fit. Eric, he wouldn't go with that. I'm telling you, Duff, he might. He might be like a oh, cool, cool way to cool way to play your keyboards there. That's right? But you're not gonna go with that crap on that stage, Axel. Oh my, I don't even know what he'd do. And this is the in shape Axel running around with a Raiders shirt on and that stupid boom mic running around up and down, yelling and screaming, singing. You know, live and let die, Eric. So there. But we're going to go off now. You know what we're going to go off to, Eric? Me hoping that somehow I can get a hold of the pharmacy, that I can fill out my medicine is what I would like. But we're actually going to go off to a bit of me doing one news item, Eric, a little bit of a, a oh. news deal that I've been doing, which you may not know the last couple of weeks. And uh, we had uh, Double A run. He said that I should call it Flash Review or, you know, that sort of thing But I'm not, it's just news, Eric I'm not making a name for it, but we're going to go to that right now
0: Now it's time for Jim and the news Listening to Jim is what I want to do He's talking solicits and variant covers Before all the meat and the cheese that's from under and now it's tough for Jim and the news. And now it's tough for Jim and the news. And now it's tough for Jim and the news.
2: Ah uh, yes, it's time for a news flash. <sighs> That's for double A Ron. He he wanted the news flash. And this is a little bit of a one news story news segment. Uh if you want to hear more of the weekly news, I do a news show on Patreon each and every Saturday. Usually comes out Saturday afternoon with DC Marvel and Indie Comics News. So you can go and check that out. But my one news item for the DC is Batman's replacement for Alfred revealed and is it going to be aunt harriet i think that's like my you know final answer for the a news a flash it's not going to be Aunt harriet breaking news incoming batman writer james of the fourth has revealed that lucius fox will be a key part of his run in addition to being ceo of wayne enterprises fox will also be filling the role for the late alfred pennyworth all right p pulling out for my pennyworth filled for the Dark Knight, Lucius has also started to operate as Batman's operations person, filling the role that was once served by Alfred. You even see a little bit of a kind of lead into this in Detective uh, during the Freeze a story. Though, that's not Batman, that's Detective. Writes Tynan in a pitch document he shared with his newsletter. This has put considerable stress on the old man, who is not used to operating on three hours sleep a night, but he believes in the mission of Batman in the new city that's growing beneath their feet. His son, Luke Fox, Batwing, is worried about his dad's new night job and the ways in which it's keeping him from his family and affecting his health. Is he talking about podcasting there? Tynan continues. He knows uh, what working close to Batman can do to a person. Again, that kind of happened in detectives, so that is good. And that's Tynan's detective, so that makes complete sense. And he sees the death of Alfred as a clear warning of what might be in store for his father. Luke wants him to retire, but Lucius will only consider it if his son takes on his mantle. There needs to be a Batman, and Batman needs help. So what this is saying is basically Lucius will retire if Luke takes up Lucius's deal. Now, we all have heard the whole 5G, you know, things going, ramblings, yellings, whisperings, and that Luke, Luke Fox is going to end up being Batman. Well, this would be the bridge. This would be the way to get there, to get you know, Luke close to Batman because if you're just going to throw him out there when the news was announced of the 5G Luke Fox Batman. You're like, "Okay, well he did work with him in Detective Comics, but eh, he didn't do that much in that book. He hung with Azrael sometimes in the sewers, you know, just hanging around." This is pretty good, but also if you're wondering, you know, "Oh, is that 5G still real? Is this something?" Well, remember this is a pitch. That Tynan gave to DC for his Batman run here And so I would guess That what DC had said to maybe a couple other people Maybe this pitch isn't the only pitch they got Maybe they ended up getting, you know, 50 pitches Maybe this is just like the Mandalorian going to get Baby Yoda A lot of people got that bounty But the Mandalorian, he won out Just like James Tynan did And maybe the reason he did was because His pitch to go into Batman Did have a Lead in to what the big thing Will go down and maybe that was kind of set Out hey everybody wants to pitch Batman you got to get Luke Fox involved in some way And you know it has to make sense You know so that we can ease him in And then eventually become Batman for this 5G well Doing this through A Lucius who would take place Of Alfred to then get Luke that's pretty good and I like you know here's the Thing I don't like that Alfred's dead I don't but he is, I mean, there you go, so you need something to you know kind of go and do something with the idea that Alfred's dead, and if you're going to, I think you do very much worse than to get Lucius there because I think that's a pretty good idea, though I think Lucius would be overworked i I hope he gets a pay raise, and I don't think that he can make the sandwiches that Alfred makes, so there, uh, but the tech in the back cave what ninety eight percent's his You know, Lucius developed And even in parts Batman has spelled out That Lucius has better tech At Wayne Industries Which didn't make any sense When he said that Since it's Wayne Tech And if there's better tech Then get that in the Batcave But I do like it And also You're gonna have to have Somebody who knows he's Batman You know, Bruce Wayne Batman And Lucius does So That's a big thing too So I I think it just makes sense I like it I like Lucius And I love Luke Fox And I know that a lot of people Again, are losing their minds With this 5G, I said, I'm just going to sit and wait. Uh, I don't like to just scream and yell before I know anything. Uh, I do that here at my house, you know, when my kids start yelling at me, then I might pretend I know stuff and start yelling. But with this sort of thing, I just sit and it's a weird kind of progression that happens with me and Eric uh, with the site and the podcast is we're usually like, okay, let's just wait. And then things are announced and we kind of, okay, that sounds exciting while everybody's yelling. Then, then when we start to get sick of it, that's when everybody loves it. We can never get synergy with anything going on. And I don't understand. Lucius new role will result in new bat and Batmobiles for Batman. And Tynan says he's planning to highlight a new Batman gadget or vehicle in every issue of his Batman run. And just that to me seems like fun. And you're coming out of Tom King's run. And I don't think that Tynan is going to be somebody who's going to, you know, start making fun of Batman, you know, Tom King's Batman and things like this. So I think that what he is doing here is and it's a kind of a cool deal. You end up having, you know, Tom King's run is a lot about what people say is a human Batman, even though there's a lot of examples of the, the, you know, God bat uh, anyway. But it ends up in the city of Bane and really the city of Wayne Am I right? City Wayne? It ends up being uh, a father who doesn't want his son to follow in his footsteps and become a Batman. But yet then Tynan is going to counter that without making fun of it or doing anything. But as you read this and as I read it, it's Lucius who wants his son to follow in his footsteps. And maybe at the end of all this, we can see, you know. Who did it right? I do think that the way that Tom King plays out Thomas Wayne, I'm just going to guess that Lucius is a little bit better of a father. That's just me. But just the whole concept of, you know, father not wanting son to do something, then, you know, father needing son to do something. I think that, and it all hinges around Batman. I think that's a pretty cool way to keep your pants up. And Tynan's run begins December 18th with a prelude in Batman 85. It's just going to be a couple pages. Then uh, goes full force. With number 86 So I'm looking forward to that I am looking forward to Tynan And not just because, oh man, you, you didn't like Tom King But I do need something different 85 issues is a very, very long time For one voice to be on a character And I just need something different Something fresh And the idea of it sounding like some fun I like Luke Fox I like new bat wings and batmobiles and I like a batman gadget every issue. So that sounds like a lot of fun to me. I'm looking forward to it. But we're going to go off now to talk a little a Green Lantern Black
1: Stars. Brightest day and brightest night. No evil escape my sight. No watchers, evil mights. Beware of my power, Green's Light.
0: Ah, uh,
2: yes, Green's Light, that means Green Lanterns, which means Black Stars. It's Green Lanterns Black Star, Green Lantern Black Stars number two, if I can get that right. It's just going to be me. Uh, Reggie had other things to do. He was busy, so I am going to do it without Reggie, And that is a struggle for me because I struggle with this book. I struggle with Grant Morrison in general because the guy is out there. Everybody knows that. And sometimes that means it's hard to talk about things that are so out there. But I think I can reel it in for this one because, as you'll see by the end of the podcast and the end of this review, I like this one. Green Lantern, Black Stars, number two, written by Grant Morrison, art by Zermonico, color Steve Olaf, and letters by Steve Wands. With only three issues at his disposal, Grant Morrison uses the middle one to throw shade. And I loved it. Scott Snyder, Tom King, Brian Michael Bendis, and Moore made fun of this issue in such a brutal way. But it's really about DC in general and their ever-rotating universe of misery. I need the the ding sound. I that sound. Uh, the issue looks great and gets up. Uh, sets up a pretty big battle uh, A pretty big battle to end the mini And get to Green Lantern Season 2 Are you sick of the Misery of the DC Universe? Are you tired of it rebooting every couple of Years? Well so is Grant Morrison So is Grant Morrison, and that's pretty much what this issue is all about You end up having, Beelzebeth is pulling all the strings with the Black Stars in this universe We knew this, or kind of hinted to it in the first issue Uh, I even said it seems like, uh, you know, Mew is not really there, or if he is He's kind of brain dead, that is kind of confirmed here Where uh, Beelzebeth even by the end says, "Eh, "Hey, senile He's kind of going downhill, so I have to step in and do this And ends up by the end Kind of coming up with a plan where her and Hal Jordan or Black Star Parallax can rule the universe together. But it starts off with, you know, Hal Jordan being sent to Earth to talk to Superman. Superman being the spokesperson, the Kryptonian immigrant Kal-El, the so-called Superman. That's how Beelzebeth says. Um, But when Hal goes down to talk to Superman and convince him to allow the Black Stars to come down, you know, let's start doing you know Black Star things. you you guys, it's not working out. But before I do that, tell me about Earth and Superman. Pretty much just sits there, and it's one of those where I, I think by the end, it's like when you end up having somebody you know sit there and bitch about their wife or girlfriend or husband or boyfriend or whatnot, and you know you're gonna let things out there. Oh man, this, you know my my girlfriend. She she treats me like crap, you know, and she or my boyfriend, he does this, whatever it is. You're saying this to somebody. But by the end, when they say back to you, yeah, you know what? Your boyfriend is a real jerk. Uh, and then it turns around. Then you're like, oh, no, no, that's not what you say. And then there's war. And that's kind of what happens here, because at the beginning, it seems like Superman's getting a lot off his chest. And it deals with a lot of things. And the reason it seems Grant Morrison wants to have Superman say it is because a lot of people think of Superman being a character that is kind of outdated, out of time, uh, somebody who hasn't changed with the time, somebody who, you know, needs to do things. So there is Superman pretty much saying, you know, I don't know what's going on. Everybody around me is trying to struggle to catch up with the times and the times are misery and the times are darkness. And I don't know. It's kind of ridiculous. You have Superman. They are saying, "Hey, I used to enjoy like watching Batman. You know, Batman. He's too proud to ask for help and all that. But I used to enjoy hearing stories about these, you know, anthropomorphic type guys or somebody in a a costume with an animal mask putting a hallucinogen in the the reservoir or you know somebody showing up with chattering teeth and doing this. And he's like, now he talks to me. All it is is like just over the top." Not clever. He says they, they've moved on. The people in Gotham have moved on from clever imaginative crimes against the status quo to just attacking them personally over and over. So it's, you know, it's not imaginative. It's the same thing. And then he's like, in quotes, breaking the bat. And so you're like, okay, you don't like pretty much the Tom King run, maybe in a lot of the Scott Snyder run. So, all right, here we go. That's what sets it up. The Batman, you know, trash talk sets it up. And then. He ends up saying, poor Batman needs more protection than Gotham itself, but he won't ask for help. You know, he's proud, but he should realize that he's got trouble. He's being replaced all the time. And the funny thing is, remember, Grant Morrison replaced him back in the day with Dick Grayson. So it's kind of, you know, is he poking fun at himself as well or poking fun at the character in general, but also a Tom King and Scott Snyder. But it is funny that he replaced him as well. So you have that. And he says... And in a kind of an aside from Batman 66, which always makes me smile His 63-year-old Aunt Harriet had to pinch hit for him uh, for a month or so Still, he won't ask for help It's kind of like a little bit of a side deal of the Alfred dressing up as well Which makes me laugh But you have Aunt Harriet, which is always going to bring a smile to my face And then you, you kind of go with this cut back to Beelzebeth like, yeah, It's like, it's a, a planet of whining self-appointed victims Yeah, but I'm going to destroy the planet So we don't have to worry you go back again you see batman get the bat signal in the sky it's obviously the destroyed bat signal it's all cracked and stuff in the sky there you can even see it through that and he's like uh what does this mean just another apocalypse so that's where you end up having how pretty much say you know there's a better way the black star way because superman says you're right to jump ship and it's funny it's like you were right to jump ship and get that great Grant Morrison writing you in a book that who knows is in continuity. Uh, that's only what it is. It's like, yeah, you, you got the heck out of this continuity because Grant Morrison, you don't deal with it. Uh So, again, it's kind of I look at it as like a little bit of a tongue in cheek thing there. Uh It may be more of a padding on the back. Who knows? Uh, but, yeah, and then you have Superman just say, and it's funny, if it isn't McBain. Oh, my. Is this the Simpsons? McBain uh, or Charlie Quinn. It's the new Parliament of Pain, and honestly, things are a mess. And so, yeah, there's Grant Morrison writing a book, and just basically like, I'm going to use one issue out of three to just really rip into, do you see him? Maybe this is behind the scenes. Maybe he wants more books. Maybe he wanted to do, you know, Batman, and they won't let him. Maybe he wanted to do one of the Superman books, and they, they wouldn't let him, and I don't know. Or maybe he's just there as a you know, casual observer who loves comics and loves things that are imaginative. I mean, anybody who rips apart Grant Morrison from an Eric Shea who doesn't like him up to somebody who they think Grant Morrison is, is a God on earth and love everything he does. The one thing that everybody can agree with, the guy has an imagination. He tries to throw it on the page. Now where you get the people who love him will say that that's it. And And I even think, that where you had in the DCYOU story over continuity, uh, you end up where Grant Morrison's mantra definitely seems to be imagination over continuity. If you have something that you can come up with that has imagination, he will re- he will easily push aside continuity to allow that in we've seen this in the green lantern book that's what the green lantern has been for 12 issues of the season one and then these two issues of the regular book he's there and so it's imagination story you know an and story mixed in with that but he's not going to write something that is and also i think that it's one of those things where he's giving a little bit of a deal where don't start trying to run and catch the trends because, you know, and and we do see it with DC especially. Once you catch up to the trends, the trends, they have changed. You know, I thought I was with it. Now I don't know what it is. It's basically what happens when you're chasing things like that. And I think that Grant Morrison is one of those, like, these characters are classic for a reason. Uh, the characters don't necessarily have to catch up that much. They don't have to be there you know, catching up to the times or change with the times uh, because they're classic. But even says we're struggling to change with the times. And there's our important 21st century superhero mental health issues that need to be dealt with before we can help people. And it's almost like he's kind of there's obviously heroes in crisis, but it's almost like you, you're dealing so much with this stuff That you're not doing what the superheroes Are supposed to do, help people, inspire People, have fun like that uh, Throws a little shade at the New 52 Wonder Woman saying that she Put her lasso and bracelets down for A sword and a shield, she's trying to find a direction In an uncertain world And then you end up having, how, did she find it? I don't think she has yet And then how's like, what about the Just League? And then it's basically the Just League Oh man, you know, the Just League we're always just fighting the next thing It's always the end of the world It's always somebody or their cousins It's always us getting attacked From what we've now discovered to be This depresso-verse we live in All this stuff now And the aside, remember This is the wishing universe of a Hal Jordan So you kind of are allowed to play around With all this stuff as well But, you know, it kind of it lessens it a teeny bit only because it's not the actual universe or the actual Superman, like all these things, but it doesn't lessen it that much. And then if you think that uh, you know, flattery or imitation is the sincerest <laughs> form of flattery, uh, the best panel in the book will show you that either – if that's the case, there's a lot of flattery going on Or you end up having A Grant Morrison who's just Already driven nuts like most of us With Brian Michael Bendis's sing-song dialogue And I'm trying to get through this In a, you know, a quick enough manner But I have to stop to actually read this And what I'm going to do is Each line back and forth That's Superman starting to howl Back to Superman And it's the Brian Michael Bendis What I like to call the ladder dialogue Because you kind of go with the steps And it's like and then there's this, this what? This odd effect. You've lost me. Effect? Like the visual track is frozen and the audio is still rolling. Audio? Audio, yes. Superman, it doesn't have to be this way. What way? Err. Uh, it's, it's great. And and it's one of those things where it's perfect. It, it actually, you did it perfectly. It, it, you could have that in any of these books that we talked about by Brian Michael Bendis tonight. It, you can. It's just there. It's It's perfect. Uh, and it's making fun of it, which makes it more than perfect. It's now infinity plus one. But yeah, so you end up having Superman say, "I that's fine." Uh, and and in the meantime, we have been fighting the Manhunter army and the the final night. And the, even again, there's things that are Final Crisis. It's kind of pointing fun at himself as well. Maybe kind of him saying, "Hey, I, I was involved in this stuff too," but it's getting out of hand. Um, but yes, how's then? Okay, well, I, I want to change this. We can change this. You can accept the Black Stars. But which Superman am I talking to anyway? Every time I come back to Earth, you're different. Even says the last time I was here, jeans and T-shirts, Superman. Again, Grant Morrison's new 52 Superman. So it's it's not just him throwing shade at everybody else. I mean, he is throwing shade at DC in general and possibly the idea of DC making these things happen as well. Um, but he says, your, your universe has changed. They change too much. Every time you wake up, you're a new Superman. I mean, you have to be upset about this. Come join me. You know, the Black Star weighs absolute and eternal. And this stuff is not. It keeps changing. So if you want something that doesn't change, if you want something that you can just, you know, sit down and get some roots with, come with the Black Stars. And Superman's like, no, no, no. You guys, you end up being jerks. Who are just destroying things You you eat suns even I mean who does that And all this And you're enforced by bullies And star eating monsters And you know that's the whole deal He's not going to accept this Superman is not a guy Who would ever go with this plan There's a little bit of a problem though When he goes back down to earth And it's kind of a cool deal Because now you're going to Kind of have a doomsday clock type deal And and obviously if it's a doomsday clock deal It's also Going to be a whole watchman type deal But you have a lot of people outside The Hall of Justice They're protesting no more crisis No more crisis but it is It's the classic Doomsday Clock Slash watchman panel um, But y- you're going to now have things With say the Legion of Superheroes Things like that Also a little bit of a aging John there Who comes by and hugs Damien And says miss you Damie," And then you get going But it kind of even has that little a uh, little feel of a John Kent superboy Who wants to go off with the Legion This is the Black Stars But thinks their way of life thinks what they're He likes what they're selling He wants to go off But you end up having Superman say No, 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 no way You're not going I don't allow it You're going to stay here And then says to Hal Jordan and the Black Stars If you come within 10 light years of my son It's all out war You zealots get out of here and that's where Hal leaves and says, the, the problem you're having here is the idea that there's too many uh, superheroes. And, and it's not one of those. It's a little more than just the, hey, it's a target. You make Earth a target, all the heroes. It, it's more than that. What Hal's saying is the power that you guys have, it, it's almost creating a power black hole that is distorting things it's changing and deforming reality so you all being here is kind of causing these changes it's kind of a clever idea of why we're getting crisis why we're getting and it's beyond the surface level of yeah mongols going to attack here here comes this or they are always in problem because you know you're a target it's more than that it's more it's more the meta human deal the power being a thing that's drawing and warping reality so i like that but you end up where you continue on with the whole deal of, you know, uh, the earth is depressed. You have Beelzebeth, even they're depressed. And I was like, yeah, you know, they, they don't know what to do. They're in a cycle of destruction that they don't want to change. And she's like, don't worry about it. I'm just going to eat the planet anyway. But then you go, you kind of have. I don't know if it's like the the Doom sigil kind of there. It's this big giant, you know, face me. I am the depresso verse doppel zombie deal. But then in a pretty funny deal again, now this is straight up uh, to Scott Snyder. You end up having the Batman who laughs and he has infected a bunch of the characters, including a Batgirl, girl, uh, a raven, an orphan, and basically... It's Batman Olesk in the front saying he's Bat Manson. He's got these big wings. He's got the big smile going on. And that's where Batman just like, I give in. I'm done. And so, yeah, you have all these things going on. It's pretty crazy. It's a pretty crazy deal. Now, we're only halfway through the issue. And we get to what ends up being more of what's going on in the issue. And what you end up having is you see... You don't know at this point, but Beelzebeth has been pulling some strings, doing a lot of other things. So you end up having a lot of the Black Stars, they're questioning what's going on. You know, uh, Jessica ends up wondering, why haven't we heard from Controller Mew since, you know, the Winter Blossom on Oa? And you end up having Beelzebeth, don't worry, Black Star Jessica, you know. uh, Master Mew, he's ruling all this. He's just taking a vow withdrawal. Then you have Magmax, you know, and that's the volcano headed guy. He says, you know, I I don't know if you realize, but Mongol, he's crazy. This Mongol is not ready for missionary work. He's not. He is, he says, cosmicidal, uh, which I like that term. But he's got cosmicidal tendencies. He's going to kill people. And the best is everybody wants to be right. I don't know if that's, you know, if that's me just guessing, but people like to be right. Magmax ends up being right. By that tone point, he doesn't want to be right. You'll see. But yeah, so you're going to go. And again, with Grant Morrison, you're going to get a lot uh, packed into a story where you end up then having Beelzebeth telling a story, a story about herself, a little you know backstory of how she ended up being forced to marry Vorlok, the awfully... Uh, You know awful vampire Likes to use his fingers he, he likes to grope and he likes to have Fun and he likes to eat and he likes To do whatever he wants Anytime because he has Evolved to a point where he only has five words That he uses and these words end up On repeat and on the, Pretty much spelling out what he is What he wants and what he does at all times And it's my appetite knows no bounds And he ends up saying that again In a twisted depraved Version of wesley in princess bride where as you wish which means i love you uh my appetite knows no bounds by vorlock means i'm gonna do whatever the hell i want and and to you and to everybody else so yeah he's he's the awful wesley uh so you end up where beelzebeth she she's not liking this marriage she, it's a marriage uh that she's not real down with so she goes to her, her grandmother her grandmother and says what can i do i mean this guy is always touching me and stuff and and she even says i have been stung more competently by a jellyfish oh my I, I i hope that uh vorlock wasn't listening to that <laughs> she's like have you considered murder and she then does consider murder and tries to in kind of like a keystone cops type of way which everything keeps failing her uh you know she makes a garlic pie she ends up giving holy water instead of blood she ends up all these things but she ends up figuring out how she can do this because she's going to use vorlock's one thing vorlock's appetite his my appetite knows no bounds so if you know no bounds you end up you know if you end up seeing like a monty python uh meaning of life it's like mr creosol you keep eating till you blow up well that's what happens he ends up going off and she introduces him to a star A waifish ugly duckling star, a blue white main sequence B type virgin star with low self esteem. Again, you know, you got to give the guy credit for being crazy for saying a description of a star like that. Most would be like, yeah, it's a star. (laughs) He goes, all that, but it's unstable, you might say, because, you know, it's got low self esteem. It's always worried. It's unstable. It's young. It's like a teenager star. Teenagers, they got a lot of problems. I have a bunch of them in this house. They ain't stars either. But he ends up going off, and she's like, you know, I ended up uh, telling him about this. He went off, and imagine an ant trying to swallow an elephant. And she said, I, I should have warned him, but it, it went off my mind. It slipped my mind, and here I am, and Vorlock, dear Vorlock, he got what he wanted because his appetite knew no bounds, and now he's dead. So what ends up happening then, telling Hal Jordan all of this, is that she ended up then being rescued because her, her planet then got attacked the controllers were taking it over they were destroying it and she, you have controller Mew, who recognized her and her power and all these and ended up nurturing her bringing her back ending up using you know planets he fed me planets and all this stuff uh in the meantime Overlock he may have had uh you know an appetite that knew no bounds he also had a bank account that knew no bounds and you end up because the dear widow Elizabeth ends up getting all that money that has funded the Black Stars. All this stuff kind of ties into that where she has, you know, been funding it, all these. Now, Hal's like, should I be concerned? I mean, you really sound like I shouldn't be marrying you because they're heading off to get married at this point. She's like, oh, don't worry, you know. In the Black Star wedding, it's it's no tawdry contract of sexual obligation and financial security. It's a merger of souls, of intent, of purpose to become one. Indivisible, unstoppable And so they're going to go do this And in the meantime, it is a setup Throughout the whole deal Of Beelzebeth just taking control Fully of the controllers Because as it's going on, it seems as if Mongol and Magmax, they're off On a planet, you know, they're on planet Vardu, they're trying to get People to get the Black Star way. Again, they are missionaries, but their missionary work is basically, hey, you join us. Or we're going to end up doing crazy things. And they even say we own the planet. Again, with best money, we own the planet because, you know, that moon up there made a diamond that we bought that. And, you know, now you have the diamond moon and we own your planet and you're going to deal deal what we have to do. And this this like constable's like, no, 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 we don't like this. And Mongol just smashes her head. I mean, completely obliterates her head. You have Magmax like Black Star, Mongol, no, in the name of Mew. And you have Mongol, I am Mew. And he ends up then just destroying Magmax, yelling, I am Mew. And then ends up falling down. And he's like, What have I done? He it's and he's like, What? What? So and it seems like there's some control being on as how and Beelzebeth are getting married. Uh all of a sudden, as all this goes down, almost like, you know everything happening at once, almost like a, a mob hit throughout the deal. Uh the the priests of the Black Stars, all and they all fall down. They all fall down dead. Even Hal's like they're dead. And they are there at the miracle machine, all that going on. But yeah, everybody's dead. Everybody. Even at Magmax, he just self-destructs. It looks like all these things happening. And uh that's where you end up where Beelzebeth goes and grabs the Green Lantern ring. Uh, that was going to be the ring, you know Of the ceremony and shows How and say, hey, look at this Look at this ring, yep And and Hal's like, what's going on? What about Mew? What happened? They're all dead and They're like, ah, Mew, his consciousness was burning Through host bodies faster than we can grow them And his signal was degrading into Senility and confusion, so for the Good of the movement, for the good of all The peace that, you know, we're trying to do Even though we're not, uh, we have to take Control, but we won't tell anybody, Mew Is the symbol, you know we're, it's the you know queen, king We're, we're the government That's going to run it behind the scenes But we have to let everybody think it's new And he's like, I don't know about that But then when she shows him the, the Green Lantern ring He's like, that ring That last fragment of the other world, the Green Lantern There was another world before this And it seems like he has to keep Kind of reminding himself so he doesn't forget Maybe, like this is the sort of thing In this wishing world that the more time that spaces out you forget and he's got to remind so and she's like no 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 there is no other world it was erased it was erased by you when you went on the miracle machine and i'm gonna eat planet earth and you're not gonna stand in my way and that's where Hal ends up at the end and the cliffhanger saying really because it was something superman said to me earlier and i know that the idea of, you know, the Earth and Superman not liking the Black Stars, he then the Earth is miserable and all, but it is my home planet. So what I did is I grabbed Superboy here, and now Superman's gonna come and kill us all. And so that's what it seems. And you do end up having Superboy and, you know, Hal. And a classic, you know, almost like the New 52 Superboy deal. It's uh, but yeah, he's there with him and he's like, you know, we're gonna go off. And uh, there's going to be war and you're not going to be able to stop any of this and then we'll get done with this stupid universe and get back to the Green Lantern season two. But that's the end. And and again, I love shade. I love people getting mad. I love people throwing things at each other, things like that, how he ends up skewering certain writers. But it's not even just that. That's the fun of it. But the roundabout, you know, kind of the, the big, you know, overarching thing of it, of the DC universe being too dark and needing some imagination and needing some light and needing something to happen. Even though in Grant Morrison's story here it's very dark and violent things. So that's kind of a funny thing too of this whole wishing world thing gone wrong. Um, but I agree with Grant Morrison. A lot of it is nonsense. A lot of it should get back to the fun. You you hear us talking on the podcast with it. So if somebody's going to have an issue and and talk about it and say all that, I'm going to be there with the thumbs up, and that's why I'm going to give this an 8.5. I love the art. So Monica's art's really good. You have a lot of different changing art style even within this, especially when you get the backstory of Beelzebeth, which kind of gets a gothic feel with a pretty cool back, you know, pretty cool borders and things like that. I said very reminiscent of the uh, Just League Dark book, so in the end, I really did like it I It had a story that I could grasp for the most part Which, that's a big important thing for me with stories uh, So I got that And I just, I, I did enjoy it And it made me giggle So, 8.5 But, gonna go off now to some mail Even though we said we didn't have mail uh, this week We ended up getting a late one So again, this is stuff, in the you know, behind the scenes I'm actually recording this Sunday morning uh, because I was trying to get a hold of Reggie And things like that um, But since we're doing this Or I'm doing this in the morning We're going to go off to the mail But it'll just be me talking some mail Yo, it's Mail
0: Call It's Mail with you.
2: Goodness, we don't need any Eric Shea because Eric Shea ain't here. It's an Eric Shea party and an Eric Shea party. Don't stop because he's not here. Is that how it goes? And the mail is from Alex M. He got a hold of us after we had recorded. And I do hate to just not read a mail. So here you go. Mail section number one, the mail section only mail section. If you want to mail in like Alex Uh, and if you want to do it late, that's fine. And I don't have to deal with Eric. You email us at weirdsciencedccomics at com, And we read each and every one good, bad, indifferent. He says, hi, Jim and Eric. Eric here. My Gmail asked me if I wanted to follow up on last week's email, and I decided I would. It's a Gmail always run our lives, isn't it? I end up getting that. Where I end up, it's weird because follow-up, you you emailed us. There's no follow-up. I mean, you Gmail trying to get your, your mitts on everything. When it comes to a writer like Brian Michael Bendis, I don't think he has not written many interesting things the entire time he's been at D.C. He seems to be able to come up with concepts in the same way as, let's say, a writer asking editorial. Has anybody ever written a story where Joker and Riddler fought each other and that wasn't an editor who said that? That was Tom King saying to the editors and then not really having an actual story to tell. And I, I agree with some of that. I also think that Brian Michael Bendis, especially early on in the Man of Steel bit and the beginning of action in Superman, he was very concerned with trying to show people that he knew Superman. And so the stories kind of got held back. And also he really wanted to show everybody that even though Superman has been around all these years, he was so clever that he could figure out things that nobody had. And, you know, something like a And some of it worked out The silent mafia That was a cool idea Where they couldn't say certain names Say certain deals But just the idea of him like Going off and punching asteroids Seemed a little odd But although BMB and also just Trying to explain Lois and Clark Had a special relationship Well that got skewed around And ended up meaning more To some people than others but it was just the idea Of sometimes Superman goes Up and does things and sometimes Lois Has to do things we all know this uh, Brian McGovernus probably has More of a story to tell it's similar You know what I mean and yeah He, he does end up with some Ideas there's a lot of guys that I call Idea man, uh, men Men I say that to Eric a lot like that guy's an idea, man. But when it comes to actually writing, I'll say one of the ones at the moment in my mind is a uh, Tomasi, especially on Detective, where you get these cool ideas, but they always fizzle out at the end. And so you're like, well, the idea was actually stronger than the actual story that you told with it, which is a shame. Uh, because there's a lot of people who write and have no ideas, but they can write, and you know, you gotta kind of combine the deal. So I really enjoyed the last issue of Deathstroke. For me, it's uh, to be the final chapter, Rebirth from 2016. Three reasons: one, it started in Rebirth and maintained the same writer and almost same artist throughout the whole run. Two, it went over the fate of most of the characters brought to us in the first issues, including those created for the series, such as Ishwood and Rose's boyfriend Husan. Uh, Three, finally, it went through the theme of bringing the love back to D.C. and rebirth, including showing us the reason the love was brought back was that in the end, you can walk away from it, leaving the door open to the wintry cold on your way out, but not forgetting to take out the turkey and leave it by the open door. So when the family realized you left, the turkey has to be heated up again. I just imagine that the next door neighbor dog's end up coming and eating it because Deathstroke was down fixing the furnace is what I thought. Thank you, Mr. Priest, for such a fun run. Even though Deathstroke versus Batman kind of sucked and Deathstroke, Arkham was very silly. And yeah, it it was one of those where uh, me and Eric really, really, uh, well, we were confused at first. And then we kind of stuck with it and then really, really liked it. And at one point, I was really looking forward to that book. Uh, Then that changed. And I think I changed before. Uh say a uh Reuben and eric I I ended up kind of losing my zeal for it I ended up giving it to eric To review and we had a little you know we always have these trades when we do that um but yeah I would Kind of had enough of it so uh as it ends I like that last issue a lot like you said uh I enjoyed It we talked about it on the patreon and we had some fun talking about it going in depth with Certain characters and things like that uh and it did tie up Yeah, some of the things were a little bit forced by the end But it all made sense uh, in that type of way So I give him a lot of credit There's another writer who had a lot more issues It seems to end his run and have some issues uh, So issues with issues Is that Issues and Tissues, the, the new podcast Welcome to Issues and Tissues Where we talk about the problems of today And also get a good cry in that's what I would do That would be my new podcast I'm going to do that I think that'd be cool But he says Anyway, that's it for this week So that's cool that you wrote in Thank you, Alex M A little non-Eric bit of mail But now we're going to go off to finish up the podcast
0: Well, he stares into the mirror Moosing up his hair blows kisses to himself And he really thinks that he hair Well, that's just Eric Shea Looking for a star screen, or maybe a hubcap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's just Eric Shea.
2: That is just Eric Shea, and by the way, that, that hubcap. It's a real hubcap. It's not actually the transformer. You well, just I got a need a hubcap. hubcap collection that I hang up on yeah, my no, wall. No, you, you think you're Mike D. You got a little bit of a you know confusion there. You think he's wearing a hubcap there instead of an emblem, and you're running I'm around saying, "Look at guy. me." I'm the hubcap guy. That's what you're yelling, and nobody wants to talk I to you. I moose and, in my hair. What are you talking about? Uh, you're doing that song. You also <laughs> think that a tear is a tear. Uh, yes, but we have one last book, uh, a weird end section with just one and a weird book because – It's something that I haven't been reading, really. And you don't have to. (laughs) And uh, it was Simon was doing uh, the reviews. But uh, I said even last uh, episode, I'm not going to yell and scream or tell somebody. I think that maybe he has kind of faded on his love of this book. I did see him talking in the slack about not liking it as much as he was. uh, And that is very understandable you, if
1: according if he, to you if, if he liked it before they're not dealing with any of the stuff that he liked well, about that's the book why.
2: now you yeah, know yeah oh okay i thought you were gonna if he liked it before i don't know why i wouldn't so yeah no you, know, no. you were see so you weren't throwing shade i was not you were actually
1: saying you were a brother in arms we're at a 12 one issue Simon. maxi series and this is issue number six we've interrupted the story twice so that like Lois could say goodbye to john before he goes to the future and now we interrupt it again for a leviathan aftermath i'm like what are you doing here? Is yeah. this a thought-out series at all? A lot of
2: people are thinking that you're going to have Brian Michael Bennis force the issue and get more you know, things of this. Or just DC itself saying, boy, this Lois Lane needs to keep on going. Keep on a-trucking, as they say. But yeah. the sales uh-huh. aren't great. They're better than Jimmy. <laughs> you know, that book. but, but lame they're James. They're still not great. This is, yeah, Lame James indeed. But this isn't like selling 70,000. It's in the 20s. So I don't know. I guess 20 at this point Is better than say Red Hood and Batgirl So, so. they can keep going uh, But we will see But yeah it's just a shame anyway But isn't this what Brian Michael Bendis' Big thing going on The imprint that he's leaving on the DCU At this moment isn't great storytelling It's forcing every single book To be involved with anything he's doing Now the Slowest Lane's a little different It is Greg Ruckett's his boy They go and have That's tea and trumpets Every Wednesday or something with Matt fraction as well uh but with that, it's still if you're reading this and not really caring about, because you like Lois, and Lois is a yeah. popular character that rarely gets. She's the doing her own thing like of truth,
1: justice, and the American way stuff going yeah, on here, So, just, so people, people may have pension. joined
2: onto that. Well, now in six issues, two of them have kind of screwed you and tie into something that you may or may not be reading. And that stinks. It's like the Supergirl book. You know, it's
1: like just about everything he touches. Uh, but give me some stats on it there. Lois Lane, number six, written by Greg Ruckworth, art by Mike Perkins, Gabe Altiev, and Simon Boland. This maxi series gets interrupted from its story again to deal with Bendis' story, where we're now dealing with the funeral of Sam Lane after his death in Event Leviathan. The biggest problem, there hasn't really been a whole lot of uh, Sam Lane around, so this death really kind of falls flat in my mind because there's no emotional connection.
2: He tries to get it here. I mean, it's, it's quite obvious that Greg Rucka realizes, boy, you know, all of a sudden you're throwing me into a book that's only dealt with Lois, I haven't – like I don't blame Greg Rocca for not having set up to this because who knew that he was going to have to do this anyway? He Just may not idea, have known though, so.
1: We've had like two stories like since the rebirth in my mind where Sam Lane, like when he came back to reconcile with Lois Lane before John got all aged up and stuff like that and had this idea they had not talked in like the entire time that John's been alive. We do see him you when know, – they're falling out here when John is like you know a year the old baby, or something yeah. like that, baby. But then we had him again where – Lois went and said, out of nowhere in the Superman, I think it was a Superman, but could have been action because yeah. they're so interchangeable in my mind because of how forgettable they are. But like, I'm married to Superman. I'm like, oh man, that's messed up. She said that to Sam Lane. Yeah. I wonder where this is gonna take us. Nowhere. Yeah. Okay. Nowhere. We never dealt with any of the stuff that we he actually had Sam Lane come in to do. So no. and I I'm tr- I'm pretty sure too. I'm like, I'm trying to think back. I think it was Tomasi who originally brought Sam Lane in before he- the end of his run. And then that's what we had—the one piece of sandline yeah. there, one piece of Bendis over here. Now he's dead because of Event Leviathan, where he really didn't do much but lay in a freaking bed the entire yeah. bit. Yeah,
2: during the well, and again. I'm not going to blame Greg Rucker for this because he's thrown into this saying, Oh, you have to have this thing. And he realizes we haven't had enough of Sam Lane, especially in this book. We haven't had any. So he's trying by having flashbacks. But that's when I start folding him because this is not making me like Sam Lane. It's making me hate him and having, you know, Lois at one point. I guess you're supposed to be led to the point where, you know, Lois did have to choose her husband over her father, things like that kind of, but also the idea that, oh man, you know, I miss my dad, I miss my opportunity to be close to him, but you don't get that, and you never did, and you never will, because they weren't close. You end up having this relationship. It's always been this. And yeah, Lucy Lane's in this, and Lucy Lane, classic character. I don't know that 90% of the people even know who that is through this. Now, you have a huge, huge problem here, and it is there's people at this funeral that know the Kents they should know that John is now seven years older. I'm telling I mean, you. What are these people doing? John, for what?
1: one thing, should be in the future, but I guess I called him back here. But the yeah, idea that he is. Back. We're at a funeral for his grandfather. There, you know, Lois's father, LeClark's father in law, and stuff like that, Lucy's father. And the idea that we have a 17 year old John Kent comforting his aunt Lucy, who we've never seen them together, but. No one's asking any questions. Like there's there's, why is there's he older? Jimmy behind him. There's Perry behind yeah. him. Like yeah, we, we these got guys some behind. It sucks. Your father's dead. But what Paris is, is up with your son for yeah. crying
2: out loud? Why isn't he asking? Why is what happened? Like what is this? I'm telling you. Watch your you here, huh? You want to have some funny times? You know, you, you end up going and getting Damien trying to dress up as the old, uh, you know, John. <laughs> the younger John shows up like, hey damn boys, it's me, John. And you then you start wondering you why
1: did he shrink.
2: Yeah. Why? Well, again, that would be funny though. But in this, it's just, you're just going to force this funeral in. And you said, there's no connection in this book. So throwing it in this book is just a waste. If you want to do this, and it is in a, a Leviathan aftermath. Have it as a one issue one shot yeah. so that people who did like Leviathan I mean all five of them can go out and buy it Eric I'm not going to hit the rim shot for that for that joke Eric there it is what? Uh, but yeah you could go out and get it and then this would kind of make more sense with everything going on. There are, I, I don't know if Brian Michael Bendis realizes it, uh, but there's going to be a lot of people reading Greg Rucka's Lois Lane book that didn't want to deal with Leviathan. And now you're just thrown in and some of this stuff will not make sense. And then you just go with this and there are just panel after panel of the silent funeral. And I am just paging through because I have no sort of connection or emotions at all. For this I you know I don't even feel Bad for Lois because when we go back It's the standard she really Didn't have a great relationship with her father They're too much alike they're too much I get that but that doesn't mean I'm going to have this emotional deal. And, yeah, there's even little teeny hints at things going on of, like, you know, we got to all tell the truth. And we, I'm like, really? Now you're forcing, you know, Brian Michael Bendis's truth story, which is now going to overtake this book as well. This lowest Lane book, it's like, hitch your wagon up because you're not going to get your own story here. Now it's just going to be the coattails of anything Brian Michael Bendis does. And that's not what people wanted from this. People wanted a lowest Lane book that we're really enjoying the first couple issues because it was something different and seeing Lois do her thing now it's just there to try to you know, like I said, hit your wagon to the other thing because it's not selling well, maybe, or because you just, I don't know. It, there's no reason. This issue is a nothing issue.
1: Well, even that when you didn't go through it. infuriate me. It's nothing. Because the whole thing, like, now, okay, we're, we're at a funeral. And then we flash back to, like, you know, Leviathan, the whole thing about where Sam Lane died, which she just kind of died. I mean, like, they got teleported away out of the uh, hospital room during the event Leviathan. And he just kind of died in her arms. And I start, Like, right away, I got max. I'm thinking to myself about the whole idea of Leviathan. And Sam yep. Lane, so like you know, Sam Lane created the idea of what what could happen to try to do things with Leviathan grabbed, and then like you know, started enacting his protocols kind of thing to do this whole thing. That is Sam Lane's connection, but we really stressed nobody. V- v- he's, Leviathan is not killing anybody; he has taken them, converting them, stuff like this. But then Sam Lane got hurt, and then it seemed like we had a Centurion who came to his room Man. to kill him personally. But I don't know, and then he dies. anyway. I don't know Sam Lane's connection besides for him being the actual mastermind no. behind the plan that Leviathan used. I just still, mm. he was there and then he died. And now we, when we move back past the whole idea, like where the second detective squad go to join the battle of Leviathan Island against Leviathan, we're left with Renee Montoya and Lois just kind of say, like, like, we need, we need to take him home. We got to get my daddy home. And then when we have the funeral, we jump to, to now and just silent pages of trying to get that emotional going where you know you see that it's in a rainstorm. You have the 21-gun salute. You got cannons going off. You got Arlington Cemetery and stuff like that. And it's just silence as you do this well, whole thing. And, and, and the like, thing
2: that gets me too is and, – and Lois kind of hints a little at it or whatever. But Sam Lane is not on the up and up. You know, Sam Lane does some odd stuff. And at the worst, you know, it may be not as bad as some others, but at the worst, he's just always trying to bring down Superman, yeah. even when, you know, he knows that that is his daughter's husband and things like that. Well, now. And so I can't. Yeah. But even I'm saying even then, like all that stuff, I just can't get behind the guy anyway. And it just, this is just nothing. It's almost like the whole
1: thing when we had the silent pages, I'm not a huge fan of Mike Perkins art in this book because everything just doesn't seem detailed enough and everything is way too dark. uh, Yeah. Well, it's
2: raining of course. So then you have the darkness and stuff. So when, when you have this, it's like when you ended up having Alfred die and you're like, okay, why did you do that? Why did you do that? And I said, and when we reviewed it on the Patreon, it seemed like it was just so you end up having, uh, you know, Tom King, to get an issue, and I don't even think that was the Patreon actually, but they, it's so Tom King can get his wow moment to have this issue where Batman freaks out and gets sad or whatever. And I sit there and like, why did you have Sam Wayne die? I, it just doesn't even make any sense. It didn't lead to anything here. It, it's not well, it's anything one of those cool. things. I
1: just like to imagine because we were talking about it all week where Bendis thought to himself, like, was coming out online saying, "Look, coming in a Superman, I couldn't change ever, like, you know, everything yeah. like that. Like, I didn't have the right to change things." It's like we started going down. The list and stuff like, even said, I don't even think we mentioned the idea that, oh, he killed Sam Lane too for yeah, like uh, changing the yeah. fortress, candor, all this other stuff, how Krypton blew up, stuff like, even working our way and taking away the Clark Kent thing, you know, like, you know, yeah. i I'd secret identity. I'm like, he has done nothing. I don't think there's an aspect of Superman's history that he does like because he's changed Even the idea of Lois and Superman, a lot of stuff that, like, Fans really liked when we got this whole married Lois and Superman kind of thing. There was a great progression from where we left off in pre-flashpoint to get to this yeah. whole point. Now they're handbenders comes in. Well, they have a special kind of marriage where Lois doesn't live in the same city as her husband. I'm like, yeah,
2: and yeah, it was whatever. a weird deal where it was like, it, it didn't end up being anything really, but just saying it because he was trying to, you know, try to prove he was smarter than the average bear that just starts writing it. And that's what he still thinks. In my mind, he writes for it to show every time he shows anything. It's him trying to show you, oh, even though this character is this old, look at me. I'm the only one who can figure this out. I can do this. But he's just ripping the character apart. He's ripping his family apart. He's ripping like the idea of a Superman that, that just is down to the bare bones. And it's starting to feel a lot like Tom King's Batman where you're just taking everything away from him. For no apparent reason. Yeah. He says uh, doing the identity that leads to tons of stories. You know what? You could have the identity have tons of stories. You could have Sam Lane live and have tons of stories. You could have the idea that, you know, he disappears with Leviathan and they don't know where he is. And, and even the idea the stories.
1: of killing him off and this big like emotional impact that it's going to create. I'm like, we've barely seen the guy in years. Well, like, what's what thing though
2: you're you're asking. And and again, we're talking more about Bendis doing it because that's what sets up this. But this is a guy who thought everybody's going to be wild that he brought back, you know, Mark Spencer, Manhunter. I mean, really, <laughs> Mark that, Shaw? Yeah, uh, Mark Shaw. I mean, that, that's what you think. That's what – you thought that? Well, then you're going to think some wacky things, you know? You're going to think some crazy stuff. I'm telling you, I I combined them both because neither was, you know, a really wow character, but he thought everybody – so you you end up – you know, having Sam Lane die as this big exclamation point of Leviathan. But even in the book, we saw him die in Leviathan. Nobody sat there and said, Oh my God, the feels. But now because there's a military funeral, everybody, Oh my God, I was crying in my sleep and I, I almost peed
0: my pants. Who said that? that?
2: Me. But um, it wasn't because of this issue. It was because I tried to I got you. No, no. I was trying to win a Wii, Eric. I'm a little behind the times. Uh, but no, so all of that, it, it's just, it's nonsense. It's complete and utter nonsense. There are no feels, there, at least for us. And then you even have a Lucy Lane, a
1: return to a character I thought, there. I've wanted Lucy Lane back for so long now, just to have her, like, say, like, two panels, Young and Lois, because she would not accept the photo of the flag yeah. or her father. Like, she wouldn't have like like wanted me to. Till. I'm yeah. like, eh, I kind of think he would have. Yeah, you guys yeah. are, like, butted heads all she the time. Time, but that. there's no reason you can't accept the flag, you know, the flag for your father no, and i'm telling no. you that's all lucy has to do in this without even really talking yeah. about who Except she is the connection uh, how I'm- john
2: yeah uh, no i no like way. what's going on like <laughs> why aren't you asking again i know you've been <laughs> out and about and not around a while but you should wonder how your you know nephew here is a teenager a late teen and not a preteen all he's of a, a sudden he's a man he is a man and she's just there. I, I just, you know, even if you had like, oh, where's John? Oh, he couldn't be here. But this is our long lost cousin, you know, John. You just go with the same name. <laughs> Connor. Pretend he's
1: Connor or something. It, it's just nonsense. It's it's just nonsense. It, it, it's or just, just him a book stay and in giving you I know. And even that's yeah. the thing too, where you have a John Kent, you know, he was aged up. He was sent to the future. You know what he didn't have? A great relationship with his grandfather. Yeah, yeah we it's never sad saw because it. he saw he saw him like one or two times in his life. It seemed like from everything we've seen from this issue and what we had previously. So the idea mm. that we'd call him back for this, which would this mess up everything that we have for the idea of like, yeah, we're a superhero family. My son was aged up because he was in a volcano for seven years on Earth three. Yeah, like,
2: just explain yeah. it. You might as well just go full out. He's all about telling the truth now. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, is, no, you just know, don't.
1: This is the point where like Superman realized, yeah, I really got to start telling the truth because I can't explain this any yeah, other way. These things are getting
2: really tough uh he went on Gilligan's Island you know how that is that Gilligan and Skipper they're crazy uh but yeah at the end I didn't like the art it was a nothing story. It just sat there, you know, it's like spinning the its wheels for no you reason. Had, you know,
1: here's sassy teenage Lois who is going against authority. All right. Yeah. That's cool. And then yeah, you have, you know, the falling, like actually when uh, when General Lane became General Lane and Lois was getting uh, the Pulitzer Prize nomination, we see this little moment. And then we have where they, they're falling out because he's secretly going against the superheroes and like she wrote about it and he's upset about it. And yeah, she didn't dead. write about it. That was the best. Yeah, She's he's it like Clark. that's a
2: does he not read the byline? I mean, he's like, look at this story. You <laughs> in
1: my read. mind, and in I'm my like, mind, though, what? Clark did write it, and Lois stole it. No, that that's I just thought that
2: Clark <laughs> wrote it, and then he didn't want to get flack, and he put her name on it. Yeah, that just even that whole deal. Who wrote this? You wrote this. You didn't even check your sources. She's like, I didn't write. it. I'm like, didn't he read the article?
1: Holy cripes. But yeah, and it's even so- when we have the thing then where he def- – now we finally have the bit at the end of this book where he has come back to her to talk about that bombshell that she dropped where she has married yeah. Superman. It doesn't go anywhere for no. that – Like changing the character at all. I'm telling you like everything that we have him reacting to now is everything we had him reacting to before or any other kind of conversation they'd have about Superman. Yeah. He was so close. And that's the only thing she's upset at. My jerk-off
2: dad would have finally understood you, Clark. He, he would have liked the Superman. I wish he could have lived to do that. And one of the things I wanted to mention in Young Justice way, way back, they don't mention in this, but he has been. Brian Michael Bendis loves, and this is Greg Ruckus, so, but it, it reminded me earlier, I just want to break, of that idea of unpacking things. He, he ended up having Lois before. And this is why they really didn't talk about Sam Lane's death because, Brian Michael Bendis wanted to wait for this issue for Greg Rucka. Well, why didn't Clark want to unpack Jorel's death? Well, you know. Is that another he, book going to talk about that? He's a tough guy. Yeah, that's going to be in Jimmy, probably. I'll just throw it in. Maybe the Wonder Twins. It just—they said it. Naomi ended up saying it in the deal. But yeah, it's funny too because when you're reading this, I keep forgetting that it's Greg rucker just because it's just a Brian Michael Bendis story that
1: he's forced oh, into. Oh, when you think of Superman, just so like you know the stuff that's going on in Superman, yeah. even Event Leviathan, you immediately well, your mind I said, goes to yeah, Bendis, and it's his
2: story anyway. But yeah, this whole thing is just, you know, Because I know not this problems. because you no know, sing-song dialogue. Yeah, there isn't. It's a lot, you know, there's a lot of silent panels and things that if you did have emotions for a Sam Lane, but like I said well, – any kind of setup. Well, well, here's the thing too. We already said this about that Tom King-Alfred issue. It happened months later and it's happening again. Uh, y- you don't end up where you have it in the same week or whatever. Just, you know, down the line we get this, you know –
1: Thing with this funeral, I'm just like I didn't somewhere care. When he out died there, in
2: Leviathan.
1: Somewhere out there in the Lois Lane storyline that we should be dealing with, there's a murdered Russian journalist, and there's po- possibly an assassin coming after Lois Lane. But who knows? Yeah. Because we keep taking these side steps to deal and with then something I else. hear
2: now, it's going to be somebody coming after because of the identity. <laughs> Uh, being revealed, so boy,
1: let's go. But what did you give this? I ended up giving this a four out of ten. Like I said before, throughout this entire review, I had no emotions to this. It felt just kind of out yeah. of nowhere. Like I think it's—I'm not a fan of the Lois Lane book and all the stuff they're doing. But the idea that we go into this now, a Leviathan aftermath, and deal with the death of a character who you've really not seen too much at all in this whole series, and then like not explain anything. Like we talked about the idea of John. How is he there? Why is nobody questioning this? A freaking whole play, like a, a funeral full of reporters. No one's por- asking. Por- Jimmy.
2: Jimmy's just there. And like you said, it's like reporters, uh, people of military deal and stuff like that. And yeah, they, they're they not even questioning. But them I'm them not a fan of
1: Mike Perkins right here. Because so like I said, it's, no. it's just too dark and it's not really that detailed. Towards the end it gets a little bit better. But overall, I'm not a fan. But 4 out of 10 for me. I just... I'm telling you, I it just it should be important this issue because of any funeral issue should be important for the most part. But there was no setup to this, no emotional connection given to the Sam Lane character unless you're a gigantic fan of Sam Lane and like for years and years now. I'm like, oh no, he's dead. He wasn't doing anything. But
2: you would have had your emotions already. He already died. He died, you know, weeks, months ago, and now you end up just here, just to see this, to just you know, kind of meander through it and put the brakes on the series that you may be liking and reading, but that's that what is your book of the week my book of the week is a tie between justice league and deathstroke oh my is that what you're to mine's green lantern black stars number two eric out of nowhere oh boy but that is mine but you want to hear what we're going to talk about next week you want to hear we got a lot more books than this week uh-huh. and as always if you go over to our patreon two of these will be picked by the bad butts of the patreon get fresh croup, and they're gonna pick I have their idea. I have my idea of what they'll pick. But two of them will be on the Patreon. Only if you want to get involved with that, go to patreon.com slash weird science. Sign up for whatever level. Most of the levels, except the very bottom $1 one, will get you the spotlight so you can do that. Uh, in the meantime, there's a lot of books. Batman and the Outsiders, number eight. Batman Curse of the White Knight number five, Detective Comics number 1017, titled Robin. And if you didn't know, that's a Tom Taylor uh issue he is coming in for a one shot we have far sector number two that me and reggie will probably talk about i like the first one a lot it's okay uh you end up having uh harley quinn poison ivy number four me and you will probably talk about that harley quinn villain of the year number one we'll see how that goes we'll <laughs> see uh just because of the year of the villain it's a number one it is a mark russell soon mm, hawkman number 19 That's one of yours, Eric. We have Justice League Odyssey number 16, Supergirl number 37, Superman number 18. That is the identity reveal, and I would say that's 100% on Patreon. They're going to pick that one. (laughs) Tales from the Dark Multiverse, the Judas Contract number one. We'll see how that goes. The Batman's Grave number three. We're going to decide if we're going to talk about that. We didn't like the number two. That was awesome. Uh, The Flash number 84, and you have Year of the Villain ocean master number one so you have two year of the villain one shots and if you want to ask me i think that we're going to either have superman and the judas contract tales of the dark multiverse or possibly ocean master year of the villain those love are that I, ocean I would think that people would pick for the event i'm not saying that's what i want to talk about hint what do hint, you want to Aaron. talk about jim i don't know because uh, right away doesn't matter what, we're talking about them all. Well, all the thing, yeah, but it's Thursday and some of these are oversized. I don't need to start my week of recording the DC stuff with oversized stuff. I'm a lazy man. But that would be... All of the books, there's tons of them. We should have most of those reviewed on the site. Our reviews go up at midnight, you know, going from a Tuesday into a Wednesday. I always have to spell it out because it confuses me, and it confuses us when we were on the televisions. Uh, but that's that, Eric. You have a fun time tonight. We get oh, in a fun and time. out. I think I'm going to go and get something to eat. I don't oh, know yeah. about you. Yeah, no, I think so. I have not had dinner yet, so we'll see how that second goes. second dinners. This is third z's. That's what I'm having. Uh, I'm I'm like a hobbit, even you know, Uh down to my hairy feet. Yeah, but that's that. What do we say at the end? Everyone have a great week. Week. Keep it weird. Weird. We will see you in seven. See you in seven.